when I hear Thunderdome, I think love of like an electric blowjob. It's That's just first it's thunderous, it's monstrous, it's loud. Uh, just like the podcast, just like the Shoot <laughs> Brothers Wrestling Podcast. Of course, this is the only wrestling podcast you can find online, hosted by myself, Cameron Osborne, and Mike the Shoot Shepherd. Jupan! Thunderdome! I, I'm still waiting. I, uh, the, the, the remix could be imminent. I'm sure there's I thought a- I thought the SmackDown was going to kick off Thunderstruck. You would think it's such low-hanging fruit, and as we, I think we've talked about before here on the podcast, um, ACDC will probably take the money. Angus Young will probably take yeah. the money. And they're Vince, one of Vince's favorite bands. How many times do you think Vince McMahon has seen ACDC? Because I was going to say, like, twice. I feel uh, like he's probably, he'd probably get, like, a private box and go watch them. But, yeah, probably not that often because he doesn't do anything outside of wrestling. That's what it is. I, I, I hear his favorite band. He's probably seen them twice. But yeah, once or twice. Probably if they happened to be in the same town that Raw was that night, he's like, God damn it, I'll go. <laughs> uh, folks, we have such an exciting show. We're bringing it to you a little bit early because we do have, uh, we had a busy weekend. I think it makes way more sense to just talk about the weekend right now. That way our next week's show can kind of be back or well, we have payback coming up soon. Yeah, it's just, the, yeah, it's been, it's crazy the next couple of weeks. Uh, crazy next couple weeks, but we're going to bring you all the action because um, we have unlimited uploading on our podcast server. So we <laughs> we we have the ability to just upload as much audio as we want. Yeah, and you have unlimited time to listen to it. <laughs> and there's really unlimited time for us to record. So let's kick off the show because the much-anticipated Thunderdome is here, um, debuting on SmackDown. Okay, folks, it's Friday night. It's time for SmackDown Live. It uh, used to be on Tuesday, but then uh, I think it was on Friday before, though. No, no, wait. We used to film it on a Thursday and then release it. It's just SmackDown Live. Now, this is an important note I was thinking to myself, um, you know, because we had gotten in this performance center uh, routine. I thought to myself, I was concerned with the other WWE superstars. Uh, they had a very, they've had a, such a great few months of, they have the same place to go to work every day. For the first time in their lives, maybe, they have a routine where they, you know, they, ha- they can set their timed drive to work and home and really set their whole life around it. Um, mm-hmm. And I was concerned that this move over to the Amway Center, the Thunderdome, would uh, put a big wrench in that plan for a lot of Do these superstars. you know superstars. how far it is from? It's a 15-minute drive. <laughs> well, there you go. Hell yeah, I searched it. <laughs> Amway Center yeah. is like super downtown Orlando, and then the Performance Center is just kind of a little bit outside of what looks like the Google Maps, you know, kind of core. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but that's fantastic. So, uh, you know, this move over to the Amway Center, as as permanent as it will be for the next little while, um, I, I'm just glad these people get to stay in their same routine. <laughs> well, yeah, that's that's very nice for them. 15 minutes ain't a big deal. Listen to a couple musics. Listen to a segment of this show. Yeah, you can you can listen to like half of a game of trivia. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, but uh, we are here, the Thunderdome, and uh, they just kick off. There's a thunderstorm going on in the arena. The lights, the roof, lightning, thunder. ACDC was there, but it was the regular the regular theme song. I thought maybe Thunderstruck would kick in, but. Uh, yeah, just lots of lights, lasers, LEDs, pyros. Now in places you can never have them before. We can have fireworks in the middle of the audience. Uh, 
It's <laughs> <But, laughs> in uh, the middle of people. <laughs> yeah. Which, by the way, yes, we did have the LED boards and, uh, yeah, just a bunch of people. Looks Looked a little bit better than, I think, the NBA stuff. It was more... Like individualized. I I agree there. Um, because yeah, you're right. Sometimes in the NBA thing, it will lose parts of the person as they go, as they move around. But mm -hmm. just having these squares, it also added like depth. Like having it built in an actual arena, I really like. Yeah, the like depth they were layered. Like there was rows, people behind others. Exactly. And... People, the people were at the front were larger than the people at the back because it was like yeah. they were set up in front of the seats. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I thought it was cool. Looks cool. I, I, yeah, I was, uh, you know, sort of watching and as the show went on thinking like, how is this production different and all those sorts of things. And um, I, I was thumbs up from the get go. Yeah. And uh, the big man himself, Vince McMahon, was in the ring to kick off the show and just yeah, welcome us to the Thunderdome. And uh, he just promises Sunday you will never see it coming. He promises it to us. The poster <laughs> promised it to us. And Michael Cole promised it to us like 1,400 times. Yeah. There was even um, like a false. There was like a false at one point. I forget what match it was. I don't know. One of the matches ended and Michael, Vols, Michael Cole was like, you never saw it coming. I'm like, that's not it. John, <laughs> you never saw it coming. I think it was when. Passing. Yeah. No spoilers. Yeah. But. Uh, yeah, that was your intro. We get that big old thing, and uh, I think the fiend comes out, or yeah, Strowman. So it doesn't matter where um, WWE is filming; the fiend has control. Yeah, he comes out first, and we get the badass. Well, we get kind of like a, a half version of the badass fiend entrance. Everything blocks down. The red, the, the red lasers. Yeah, tons is of my lasers. Look, they look awesome. Uh, yeah, LEDs on the roof now, so we can mm -hmm. get like more. There was like these teeth graphics, the fiend teeth. Yeah, it was. Yeah, just his. Yeah, just or just his eye. <laughs> his mouth, something. his eye. Yeah, some weird stuff. But uh, anyways, he gets in the ring. Vince steps away, but uh, fiend is following him and laughing. But then big bad bald Braun Strowman comes out and uh, he gets in the ring. So Vince sneaks away, but then Retribution comes out. They surround the ring. Uh, looks like the posse's grown even more. There's, there was tons of guys this time. Yeah, there was. Um, you don't really have enough. There was enough that we needed the entire SmackDown face roster to come in and dispose of them. So there was like 15 of them. Yeah, because Braun and Fiend, they just look at each other. They laugh. The Fiend teleports away. So Braun's left alone. He gets beaten up by Retribution until yeah, the locker room, led by Big E, comes out. And yeah, big brawl. Big brawl. And then John Morrison there delivers the greatest line, says, get those diapers off your heads, whatever that means, <laughs> to retribution. <laughs> Stick it to what him. What a chirp. Yeah, what a chirp. Uh, but then Braun just freaks out, attacks them, and he storms off. So he's an angry fella. Yeah, well, we've seen him getting angrier and angrier. Like we said last week, you know, uh, once you encounter the fiend, you're never going to be the same. You'll never be the same. Uh, Big E takes on Sheamus. They just have a little... Yeah, big man brawler match, but the locker room wasn't a lumberjack match, but there was people just standing <laughs> outside just the ring. just looking around, looking at it's the It's like LED. a reverse Look lumberjack match. They were protecting <laughs> the guys in the ring. I've, uh, this may be the first ever reverse lumberjack This is the tree planters match. It's the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyways, Corbin and Riddle, they start fighting. I think at some point, Jeff Hardy gets knocked down by AJ. He gets hurt. 
AJ, AJ, AJ went or after he Jeff him. Hardy. Yeah, yeah but he tried to play. I was like, I didn't see him. I thought it was retribution. But uh, anyways, so Big E beats Sheamus in the ring backstage. Jeff Hardy's getting looked at by the doctor. He's got a title match later, and he's like, oh, man, I think I need a knee brace. So. <clears throat> the uh, the Jeff, um, sorry, the Big E Sheamus match uh, had this. What's what's with the distract di- a distraction roll up? Uh, you're not ready for it. <laughs> uh, so yeah, of course, WWE. Uh, there's a problem with roll ups. Can I just say it? We have we're, we we have a problem going <laughs> with- on right now where where a roll up. Or a distraction is more devastating than a one-winged angel. I feel like a dis- roll-up at roll-up pins have taken more lives than the most protected moves. Well, it's uh, it's a finish. <laughs> it's it's a finish. I mean, I guess it's just like what's what's the deadliest move in all sports entertainment? The distraction roll-up. It can be used anytime, anywhere. It's, and it's 100% effective. Nah, you've gone with your RKOs. None of your Meltzer drivers. <laughs> well, uh, Big E's pretty big, man. You have that much weight on you when he rolls you up. <laughs> Shea was pretty big, too. He's big, but he's not as thick. Thick boy. Tick boy. They took that out of Bronson Reed's thing. Did you see that? I heard people in the crowd chanting it, though. Oh, okay. They took out the thick boy, uh, out the graphic. And I, I, uh, I don't know. Maybe someone got offended. <laughs> Maybe some tick someone, boys out someone. there got a little offended. Uh, <laughs> we got Nakamura and Cesaro taking on Lucha House Party for a SmackDown tag team titles. And we just get a little fun match, like we say. Whenever you give these Luchas some time, they'll, they'll always deliver. And Nakamura, Cesaro, they know what they're doing as well. But eventually, uh, Dorado, Cesaro, they do just kind of a bunch of reversals. And Cesaro pins Lindsay, gets the win, retains the tag titles. But then afterwards, Kalisto's all pissy at them for losing. And they shove each other around. So He just came back, too. He's yeah, he just came He just came back. Why is he getting all mad? Yeah, he didn't do shit. But. <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me. We go backstage to Kayla. And she's interviewing Manny Rose. Says, you know, how we know it's been a rough week. How's everything going? And uh, Mandy doesn't know what's going through Sonya's head, but despite everything, she believes there's still some good in this world. And she wants to talk directly to Sonya because, yeah, she still wants to believe that there's the good Sonya in there. And she doesn't know how this hair versus hair thing is going to, you know, let's put it all behind us. Let's get back to where we were. But uh, I think later on, Sonya replies and she says, fuck that. She wants to put careers on the line instead of hair. Taking so, uh, it to another level. Yeah, taking it even further. Cutting another good promo here. Uh, no DQ as well. Loser leaves WWE match. So she says, wipe those tears. Bring your A game, bitch. I think at one point Dana Brooke came in and got slapped around as well. <laughs> what was the, uh, what, when was the last loser quits match? We had a, I remember, was it Shane McMahon? Yeah, Shane O'Mac. There was a Shane Kevin McMahon, Owens. Kevin Owens, maybe. Yeah, loser quits. Yeah, yeah always, uh, always something, something on the line. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. Uh, so, anyways, <laughs> uh, that was all. Yeah, we had a beat the clock challenge at some point because, uh, yeah, Corey Graves interviews Sasha and Bailey, talk about who's gonna fight Oscar first in the night because, yeah, going second's got the advantage. Oh, so Naomi, yes, yes, yeah. Naomi comes out. She says, I'll help you figure it out. Let's do beat the clock. 
So Naomi takes on Sasha. Sasha beats her in 339. Uh, so right after Bailey has to go, but uh, Bailey gets hit with the rear view and Naomi pins her. So quick upset. So Sasha gets to go second. Yeah, that one was uh, that one was super surprising. We haven't seen Bailey. It wasn't pinned. a roll up though. It, it, that's true. It was not a roll. If it was, oh boy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, so Bailey loses. But. Yeah, and an interesting way to set the uh, the order of those matches because, like we were saying, going into the show, or at least like from last week's episode, you know, who the 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 positioning of things will really determine. Uh, you know, it's going to change the, the the landscape. Yeah. Uh, we get a sit down promo from Nikki Cross, just talking about Alexa and how she seems off right now, and she's different. It scares her. She just feels like something terrible is going to happen. This one, this one, I uh, maybe Mike, you may have a better memory than I do. Didn't wasn't Nikki Cross the one who ended like broke up with Alexa Bliss? I I seem to remember Nikki Cross pushing Alexa Bliss to the floor. She did, but then last week she apologized. Oh, uh, okay. Like, I'm sorry. I saw what happened, and I'm sorry. And she's like, "Hey, just leave me alone." Right, 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 right. I don't know. I don't know. Like, if you're, if you're a friend, Mike, if I, us as schoolyard chums, <laughs> if I pushed you to the ground, uh, you know, and apologized like I should have, would you, uh, would you immediately trust me again, or would you uh, approach with some, <laughs> some hesitation? Depends if I've been uh, captured by a monster in the meantime. <laughs> right. I may have changed my demeanor. You may, may have, may have, okay. May have, but uh, let's go. We got a championship match here. AJ Styles defending against Jeff Hardy. Hardy's got that knee brace selling that knee, but uh, that just gives AJ a target. That's what Jim Ross always says. You tape those ribs, you help yourself, but you help your opponent. Giving him a target. Mm. Uh, but anyways, Hardy's putting on a good fight. Styles picks him up, looking for the Styles clash, but then Hardy knees him in the face with that metal brace. Follows up with a twist of fate and the Swanton Bomb gets the win. Intercontinental Champion. Ooh, that was a real, yeah, real surprise here. I mean, we knew something big was going to happen at the Thunderdome, maybe, or uh... <laughs> yeah, I did, I, I didn't see that coming. It was a good match though, with uh, you know, a surprising finish. So it, it did the job. Yeah, did the job. Hopefully, he can keep the title on the level that AJ helped. And, it up to. and that's the thing. AJ is such a week-to-week strong competitor, uh, you know, or and, and great champion, right? So I'm not sure if it uh, adds anything to SmackDown, you know, but uh, let's hope that Jeff Hardy can keep it up. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah. But then we go to the Firefly Funhouse here, and Bray tells us he loves us, talks about love, and uh, puts on his glove, and he talks into the, I don't know, like it's a phone, talking to someone, and... Then we get the Firefly Theater presents Braun and Alexa. So we got Huskus the pig playing Braun, Ramblin' Rabbit dressed up like Alexa. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Huskus even had a Get These Hooves shirt. <laughs> I did like the Get These Hooves. Yeah, the detail. I did, I did like that. <laughs> so Bray comes in, though, to interrupt their reenactment because they're doing it wrong. Uh, and he can smell Braun is here. So what took you so long? And then Braun comes charging in, uh, beats up Bray. They fight backstage into the loading area and then Braun just choke slams Wyatt uh, just right to the concrete floor trying to kill him 
just trying to end his life, and it looked like it was a bit of a drop there. It was a big drop. He was yeah. down. He was out. Officials, they're all freaking out. They're yelling, we've got to get an ambulance in here. So get the stretcher. We get the ambulance. We load Bray in. Uh, but then the ambulance is leaving. Everyone's freaking out. The ambulance backs up. The inside turns red, and then uh, everyone just kind of looks on scared as the fiend emerges. Just stands there laughing to end the show. Standing tall with his tongue out. He's doing this tongue out thing lately, too. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed that. Yeah. Or maybe he uh, he stops doing that. But, yeah, that's... um. You don't like it? I, oh, just keep your tongue in your mouth. That's all. I lo- love it. I yeah. lo- You know, I'm not... This is I feel like... What, what is it? Is it the visual or is it the feeling that bothers you? The visual. Oh, like I think he looks. I think he looks scary enough. I'm and menacing enough with his tongue in his <laughs> mouth. He doesn't need it outside of his mouth. See, um, Braun Strowman should have seen. Braun Strowman should have seen this coming. Out of all people, like who hates ambulances the most in WWE right now? It's Braun Strowman, right? Whether he's flipping Roman Reigns in one, or he's uh, he threw Roman. No, he threw somebody in another one. Um, <laughs> you think Br- Braun Strowman gone right after that ambulance? He doesn't. Fiend comes out. Uh, this this is some foreshadowing. Uh well, I think so. I think so. Well, this is a different Braun. This is the changed monster Braun. Maybe he doesn't flip cars anymore. <laughs> he doesn't, I, I don't flip cars anymore. Yeah. Uh, I'm a cha- I'm a changed man. I go with I go with God. <laughs> uh but yeah that was your thunderdome your go home the go home yeah the go home from the thunderdome um yeah i think uh we needed to sell so we need to sell SummerSlam. i guess we need you know and this sell <laughs> this uh, this sells the angle i still don't get how so i guess is the firefly funhouse is now live at the amway center right because they kind of the way they well i mean it always was wasn't it i mean yeah, not the amway center but <laughs> at the arena. <laughs> at the arena. Because I think the only other person to go. Well, Seth Rollins went there. I can. I. I remember like dirt. You know where he went there, yeah. and I mean John Cena had the match there. So I guess those three guys have have been to the Firefly Funhouse. We can't have that list too large. I think you know in kayfabe, it's just a set. Of course, it's a traveling set. It's just a traveling set. Okay. Well, because I'm, yeah. uh, yeah, well, I was just thinking, you know, the uh, attack Bray from the funhouse angle. Like, we've done it twice now. Yeah. You know, so hopefully, uh, hopefully we can find new ways to, you know, build, you know, or have, you know, keep doing stuff with Bray Wyatt instead of just having people constantly coming to the Firefly Funhouse, trashing the place, and then, uh, then moving on, right? And the puppets never try to jump in and help. Puppets never jump in and help. <laughs> Well, just yeah. like the just like the rest of the uh, uh, roster, you know, when s- some evil shit's happening in the middle of the ring and nobody runs out yeah, and trying to Rick help Flair's him. Yeah, getting beaten down. Yeah, this old, this geriatric's getting beat up <laughs> by a forty-year-old. Uh, yeah. Nobody's running out to stop him. So uh, yeah, that, that that checks out. Well, uh, let's check out of the Amway Center and go to uh, the Full Sail. We're back at Full Sail. Because it's NXT TakeOver 30. NXT. What does it mean? I don't know, but it's good wrestling. So NXT. Watch and see. Got to tap out a count out. One, two, three. TakeOver Triple X. 
triple X, not the Vin Diesel picture. Um, or the the movie rating. <laughs> yes, or the uh, yeah, the adult content. Or the adult content. No, this is Takeover 30 Live from Full Sail. So yeah, we just went straight from this massive arena now back to our Full Sail uh, environment, which suits NXT yeah. far more. But it did, uh, you know, they did look a little bit different there. We had some nice custom set, different entrance, the props, the one giant th X's. One thing I was personally wondering, now that they've moved on from the Performance Center, all of that gear presumably could be used for full sale events uh so i bet they have a lot more a lot more equipment to play with that was my uh that was my thought yeah either way it did look good and yeah. Yeah, like you said it's got that nxt vibe to it yeah uh but there was a pre-show match you see the pre-show uh it was it happened so fast i i actually <laughs> did see it <laughs> yeah they only have like a half hour pre-show with one match so uh, Breezango take on One Lorcan and Danny Birch versus Legato Del Fantasma, number one contender tag title match. And uh, yeah, it was fine. Legato Fantasma, they look good. Some nice high flying action, but Tyler Breeze hits his supermodel kick, gets the win. So Breezango get the title shot. Breezango with the quick, yeah, with the quick title, uh, you know, quick win, and they will be challenging uh, for who's the Imperium? Undisputed Air? No. Imperium. Imperium. There you go. Okay, so that's uh, that'd be something fresh. That's a match we haven't seen before. Yeah, I mean, hopefully, with the, the just get those tag titles back into the just into the relevancy. And that's the thing we've seen them. So to me, that implies that at least those two guys who were carrying them are here in the United States. Yeah, they've wrestled a couple times. The last right. So it's kind of like they are around. Yeah. Let's just do more. Let's see exactly. But let's go to the main show here. Finn Balor taking on Timothy Thatcher. And, uh, yeah, I got what I expected out of this match. Just some good old classic Matt wrestling, grappling. I don't even know if they hit the ropes during the whole match. They were just Bar in the middle of the ring. Barely. <laughs> there was barely yeah. any rope touching. Which is fine, you know. You can work the match. You're doing good. Uh, Timothy Thatcher's working over Balor's leg. Uh, but I'm sure you might be upset by the outcome as... Balor hits the coup de gras, followed by the 1916 to get the win. Thatcher's uh, first singles <laughs> loss in a while. I know. Finn Balor beating Timothy Thatcher is actually the, the content of nightmares for me. <laughs> um, at least I'm glad yeah. that he went for the 1916 uh, to truly finish him off and yeah. didn't try to finish him off the coup de gras. But Tim, the, the Thatch man, uh, just look. <laughs> he, he'll, he'll be on the It was the a good match. He'll be on the rise. Um... What were my two takeaways? Finn Balor's getting a lot of tattoos on his arm. That was my one takeaway. Yeah, every time he's got a little bit he's more. He's got like a, a new little... one. And my second takeaway was for this insane mat wrestling performance, Timothy Thatcher doesn't wear knee pads. Yeah, that's got to hurt. And Get some mat burn on your knees. Adds to his, uh, his intensity. Um, his roughness. His, exactly, his roughness. <laughs> and the fact that he's kind of like balding in the back a little bit. With yeah. his teeth all... With his missing tooth. <laughs> like, he looks he like is a, a bad hat. He's a bad dude. Yeah, he He's looks a, like he could drink a bottle of whiskey and smash it over his head. And smash it, o and smash it over his head. Oh, my God, yeah. Mike. You are... I can't... I, you, that's perfect. The Thatch Man. I, don't I like know, the Thatch Man, of course. I don't, I don't, know, like I don't know I don't know. why, but uh, I don't know why he's got me going. But, uh, I mean, the loss here sucks, but he'll he'll recover. Okay, uh, he, we, we just need someone for the fight pit. Yeah, maybe round two, fight pit. Fight pit. 
Fight Pit. But uh, we got a ladder match in the meantime. Fatal Five-Way North American Championship match. We got Damian Priest with paying homage to Shawn Michaels with his gear. And then we got Bronson Reed, who's doing Bam Bam Bigelow tribute. And then Velveteen Dream was doing Scott Steiner with his little mesh and sunglasses. Everyone was playing characters. Uh, Johnny Gargano, I'm sure it was some sort of comic book thing. Okay. Pink and blue. I don't know. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. Uh, I, I didn't pick up on what you're picking up, but this is fun yeah. to know. Uh, but Cameron Grimes is just regular old slimy grimy. It's just slimy <laughs> grimy. There's been well, you know, he can't do somebody else's gimmick because there's been nobody like him. No, he's Grimes. I love it. I like it. I want some more of it. Uh, but here we go. Five-way match. Lots of fun stuff here. Uh, at one point, Grimes was climbing two ladders at once, and then they pulled him apart, and he's just doing the splits midair. <laughs> that, was, <laughs> that was a good spot. Showing great, surprising flexibility from him. For, for, uh, got for pretty. That was a oh, pretty yeah. vertical or pretty uh, horizontal split there. Yeah, looks pretty good. Looks pretty good. Uh, but then the heels, uh, Gargano starts directing traffic with Dream and Grimes to take out the two bigger men. Uh, then he just tries to sneak up the ladder behind their backs. They're like, hey! He's like, oh, I had to try. Had to try, boys! <laughs> but uh, then we get a bunch of ladder bumps. Uh, there's one spot where each man just piles onto each other in the corner, one after the other. Ladders everywhere. And then Big Bronson Reed just jumps into the pile of humanity. Wreck of steel everywhere. Uh, but anyways, everyone's everyone gets their time climbing the ladder, coming close at one point. Uh, our boy Grimes, he's got his fingertips on the belt, but then Candice LeRae gets in the ring. She stops him. What so the Johnny, hell? What the hell? I know. He was close. Uh, but so Johnny gets in. Uh, he's climbing the ladder, but then Bronson Reed clocks him, climbs up the top. So Bronson's almost got the belt, but then Candice climbs up, jumps on his back. So Reed just says, fuck it. Does a huge splash off the ladder onto Janny, Johnny. Johnny with, with Candace on his back. <laughs> with Candace on his back, so adding an extra 105 pounds of damage or whatever. But uh, that was cool. So, And then uh, near the ending here, they set another ladder up horizontally uh, across with the ladder in the middle of the ring. And then Gargano hits this huge sunset bomb onto Grimes. But he kind of nails the corner of the ladder, which makes it look even worse. Uh, yeah, nicked him a little bit, it looked like. Yeah. So that took Grimes out. Then Dream climbs to the top. Uh, he's going to do the elbow, but then he's like, oh, shit, I should grab the title. Uh, but then I think Bronson Reed tips it over, and Dream just goes flying over the ropes, over the barricade, into the crowd, crashing through some tables. So he's dead. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he really was. <laughs> but then uh, so we're down back into the ring. Gargano, Grimes, climbs back up with Johnny. Johnny grabs the titles, nails Grimes. He falls off. Uh so Gargano's got it in his grasp when Priest appears, and they both grab at the title. They unhook it, and then Priest just boots Johnny off the ladder, giving him sole possession. So Damian Priest is your new North American champion. And new. And new. And, uh, yeah, you know, if it wasn't going to be Grimes, I'm glad it was one of the other new guys. Yeah, uh, this was probably yeah this was this was probably the better move for them. Damian Priest been working real hard for a real long time. Yeah, um, he's got yeah that unique. You know, he's so big, but he's athletic and lanky and flippy, and, and he did and, a cool flipping. I think he did at one point. He did like the run up the ladder, jumping, flip to the floor, flip to the floor type thing. And but you know, Mike, we've seen this, we've seen this a million times before in thirty years of ladder matches. Uh, you put you put five guys like this into the ring. It's gonna they're gonna put on a fun show. 
yeah, it was a great match. You know, I wouldn't give it five stars like the first one, but still a damn good four. Still four a something. four, a four something <laughs> four for something. sure. Every, everybody yeah. had their moment uh, to sign to shine. Everyone came out looking pretty good. No one really yeah. got buried. No. Um, really. No, everyone. Everyone had their fingers on the title at some point. This this would have killed with a live crowd. This would have crushed yeah. with an NXT crowd. Oh, this, yeah. All this those would big have been moments. Huge. The Candice splash, all those things. Yeah, and going uh, f- and going forward, I think uh, I, I I wonder to myself if Johnny Gargano and who is the next um, is the next program because Candice LeRae kind of had her business there with Cameron Grimes with Bronson Reed. Uh, I would say it's one of those two guys is probably next for on his shitty list of people. Yeah, yeah, maybe Bronson because he's more of a baby face than. Uh, and yeah, he was the one that jumped with Candace on his back, so we yeah. can do that. Uh, I think later on we see Priest jump into a hot tub to celebrate with some pretty ladies and drink some champagne. Yeah, just <laughs> him and him and two women. The commentary is like, "Where'd that hot tub come from?" Yeah, two women waiting. Now I wonder, <laughs> and this this was this this is what hit my mind immediately after. I wonder, were they waiting with champagne and a hot tub for Damian Priest, or were they just winning for the winner of the match? And like uh, maybe it was just like for the winner of the match. I, I think that's what I think. Like if Bronson Reed would have gotten in yeah. there, the water would have displaced so much that you know it kind of starts overflowing. <laughs> Do you remember? Yeah, that's true. Uh, <laughs> Do you remember that reality show? I don't even remember what the fuck it was called. But it was like hidden cameras of guys trying to pick up girls on bars. Keys to the VIP. Keys to the VIP. <laughs> of course, I remember that show. What do you want that's to talk about this, specifically? Well, the, that's what this ending reminds you know, when they win, the winner gets like oh, a free they, party and they yeah. just like shoot them with like ladies who are forced to be there. That's what this hot tub was for me. Uh, yeah, that is that. Keys funny. to the VIP. Wow, what a funny show. That's funny. <laughs> Watch it. Yeah. Uh, if, you're, if you're at home listening, pause the show. Open what, up like a, YouTube. Yeah, such like a 2007 reference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you weren't around in the uh, if you weren't around in the mid two thousands, you don't get it. You don't get it. Uh, but you're right. Oh, yeah, boy. hopped into this um, hot tub. F- uh, he won the keys to the VIP. And he the won the keys the to the VIP. Um, I did notice though, uh, and I have nothing to go off of. Uh, but one of the girls in that hot tub was just beaten up by Marina Shafir on Monday. Oh. <laughs> and I only know this because it's a Marina Shafir match, so of course I'm going to watch it. Uh, it was the one with the red hair. So, uh, well, that was a good catch. Good uh, catch. Uh, well, uh, of course. You know, I, I, I pay it. Well, Mike, you know me. I'm paying attention to details like hair color, ring attire. Um, you know. Even though I just gave you five ring attires in the last match. Well, oh, you, well. I mean, that's but that's a reference that I, I know, you know. I, I, I don't know. I don't know <laughs> what it meant. You would have been like, oh, I, I know, I know, I know. Yeah, I know. But you noticed. Oh, I noticed. Know. Yeah, I noticed. So, uh, <laughs> so we'll keep an eye out for uh, whoever this woman is. This Maybe she, she she may show up on Thunderdome uh, next week. Maybe she's she, just like does the makeup. Like, hey, we need you for a skit. Yeah, what she could in? just be. Yeah, she's an extra. <laughs> she's just yeah. like yeah, she's not like a wrestler. She's just a like yeah, the costumer. Yeah. Like hey, can you put on a bathing suit? We like ten minutes. Just give us like ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but let's go to the next match here, one that we are very. Hyped for Adam Cole taking on Pat McAfee. Uh, Pat comes out, you know, pretty much what we guessed he was going to be wearing. The shorts, the knee pads, the cutoff tank top. It was pretty much, yeah, it was what we thought. It was what I thought. 
Yeah. What was his? He had some slogan like the brand or something. Uh oh, for the brand. I that's for um, the brand. that's something he says on his uh that's something to do with his podcast and his YouTube. That's like his tagline. Yeah, cuz it's a little catchphrase. It's a whole thing, I think. It was something like you know like the network uh, like Barstool. Yeah. Like he was one of the founders of that or something and then broke off from them in a, like a dramatic kind of way and but for the brand is like his shtick. I'm not. I'm not really okay. too sure. Politics, you know. <laughs> well, either way, McAfee. Uh, you know, I think as we expected, he could do. He did a fantastic job here. He knows how to work. He knows how to sell. He knew how to play the heel role perfectly. Perfectly. Like yeah. his his his. Uh, you know, I mean, if we're separating, you know, so the wrestling work and then everything you can consider non wrestling work. Uh, the non wrestling work was five, two thumbs up, five stars. This this whole time, <laughs> yeah, no, he was perfect. Like he doesn't seem like he's just there pretending. He's in, he's in on it. Like he's in on it. He was, you know, yeah. somehow clearly had a you know conversation with Trips and was like, guys, I'm in. <laughs> Tell me what I have to do. <laughs> he's in, uh, and he's got his goon squad with him as well. And uh, yeah, early on in the match, Pat shows he's not fucking around. He hits a huge flipping senton. Off the top rope to the floor, onto the pile of men there. Um, and then the other big spot when they both, they're fighting onto the top rope. Cole just pushes McAfee off. But he does a perfect backflip, lands on his feet, and then just vertical leaps right back onto the top rope. Hits a big superplex on Cole. Uh, but Cole kicks out of that. He fights back. He's doing good. Uh, I think Pat kicks him in the balls behind the ref's back. Mm -hmm. Then he follows up with that huge punt kick. But uh, Adam Cole kicks out, so not only can Pat deliver, he can take it as well because he has to receive the Panama Sunrise from Cole, uh, and he does a good job of backflipping onto his head. Beautifully. So. <laughs> and earlier on, he had uh, I think we I think you already mentioned he had like the senton on like Undisputed Era came out. Yeah, they had, were there. Yeah, and he had a, he had a senton up to them. Like he did, he flipped three times. Three three flips in the match when some people don't do that in their career. Yeah. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, he takes the Panama Sunrise. That ends up being the finisher. So Adam Cole wins. But uh, what Adam a Cole, performance. Well, yeah, what a performance. Adam Cole did it without, uh, the, uh, what's that one, the last shot? Is that the last shot, yeah, didn't need that. Didn't have to do that. You know, but, it's um, nice to see the Panama win. It's, it's such a good move. It's such a huge move. And, uh, yeah, this was a lot of fun. It was just, you know, just a hair over 16 minutes. It was well-timed. The guys worked well together. And, you know, I'm Mike, you know, you can certainly speak more to this uh, than I can. But in terms of, you know, the celebrity match, you know, where a non-wrestler comes in and has that match, like this seemed as though it was pretty damn good. Yeah, this has to be one of the best ones off the top of my head. Uh, and I heard that, like, they didn't even really plan much of the match ahead of time. Like, I'm sure the, the flip spots were planned, but for the oh, most really? part, they just went out there and worked. Oh, that's yeah. cool wasn't like laid out move for move huh that's so, pretty cool yeah, mcafee mcafee hopefully uh we'll see more from him because he, he delivered so let's keep going and especially after making a mark like this um yeah he's deserved uh, possibly you know maybe i think you know or within at least within the the community who watches nxt i think he's deserved the right to come back yeah yes. i agree yes but let's go to women's championship action here. We got Io Shirai defending against Dakota Kai. And Raquel Gonzalez, of course, is out there trying to get involved. 
But uh, even without her, Kai looks pretty good early on. She hits her finisher, the GTK, but EO's able to get a foot on the rope. Uh, and soon after, Kai, she accidentally knocks the ref out with a big boot. So that's when Gonzalez comes in, hits her big one-arm powerbomb, puts Kai on EO for the pin, but uh, she kicks out. So EO fights back. She hits her big moonsault to the floor at one point to take them both out. And then she puts Kai back in the ring and hits the over the moonsault to get the three count. Retain the title. And retain. And still. I think uh, I think after the match, uh, Rhea Ripley came out also. And she kind of gets up all in Gonzalez's uh, face, preventing her from attacking Yoshirai kind of afterwards. Yeah, the two um, two of the biggest women on the and, roster. Well, yeah, and and that's what it is. And you know, and Rhea Ripley's kind of been she she left after Mania, came back a couple weeks ago, hasn't really done much lately. Uh, she's not uh, sh- uh, like shouldering the women's division like she once was. Yeah, no, she's definitely not uh, not in the title picture at the moment or anything. Not like really. That. I think you know, for I mean, Io Shirai and and uh, and Dakota Kai have kind of been doing that job since. Uh, in your house yeah and uh yeah you know if this leads to a proper feud with raquel see more of what she can do then i'm for it and what have we always said uh nxt women's midcard yeah they're always they're always booking people always hot and it's always um there's always a lot of stuff to look forward to there outside of the main event scene yeah uh, also, didn't mention, but uh, Moro Ronaldo was not on the show. Why not? Yeah. I also noticed that uh, yeah. pretty immediately, but I didn't remember. I didn't couldn't remember until you just told me. <laughs> yeah, I heard he had. Uh, it wasn't anything. Per- well, it was. Uh, it was a family related thing. He had hmm. to go take care of, but it wasn't like his own personal issues. Was- yes, I guess. So what? It was. It was Vic Joseph, Corey Graves, and uh, Beth Phoenix. Yeah. They're great. Yeah, I've, I'm fine with Vic Joseph. I have no. No, problem. they did fine. I yeah, just, I have yeah, no something problem. to point out. Uh, we're still missing. Where the hell's Nigel? Where the hell's uh, Nigel? We miss you. God damn it! I bet. I bet <laughs> we he's one those those analysis of his. Oh, and he's probably he's probably one of the ones still in the United Kingdom. Or uh, yeah, yeah. At least yeah. I don't remember his name wasn't on the release in English. Let's get them all over here. Can we? Can we like <laughs> charter a plane? Let's just move him on in. Just now that the performance center is empty, we can build like a little shanty town in there yeah it's kind of like a little yeah like with a set up a bunch of little (laughs) pup tents around the performance center and pete dunn can live in one and uh walter can live in another and um all of nxt yeah all uh, who else am i thinking of tony storm can live in one yeah uh, they did announce at some point that NXT UK is coming back, like September seventeenth or something. Oh shit! Okay, but, I must have missed that. Well, that's some that's some but that fun does, news. That doesn't mean that they'll be over here though. They'll they'll just be taping it over there probably. Yeah, I don't know. But I mean, Maybe. at least it gives us the uh, the option of uh, who's the other guy? Uh, Tyler Bate. Tyler Bate. Yeah. You know. And, uh, yeah, there's a couple guys. Uh, who's Kaylee the Ray. fucking who the who's the fucking fat guy? They're all so they're all so <laughs> uh, big over there. Yeah, there was there's one. one I'm uh, thinking of specifically. Like Bull Mastiff or something? No, that that is somebody's name. <sighs> That's a dog, isn't it? I can't I can't I can't remember, but yeah, there's Dave Mastiff. There's a couple people on <laughs> There's a couple people there's on that Piper show. Piper Nevin, she's a big girl. No, it's not her. It's not her. Um, but yeah, there's a couple people oh. over on that roster that uh yeah, that I'm, that I'm We got some yeah. We got some other big men here. We got the main event. Uh, one of the biggest men on the roster for NXT is Keith Lee. 
defending that title against Karrion Cross. Uh, and you know, I think Cross's entrance here, we got some actual pyro. Look pretty cool with the big flames just shooting up. And yeah, Scarlet. It's a it's a cool it's a cool entrance. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. Scarlet with her Catwoman outfit. That was really cool. Even had the claws built on and everything. Meow. Meow, indeed. But uh, we get a nice big, big man, bruiser style of match. Uh, Cross is just trying to work over Lee's arm for that cross jacket. But Lee fights it off, hits his spirit bomb at one point, but only gets a two count. Um, and then later on, Cross does get that cross jacket locked in. Middle of the ring. Looks like Lee is passing out. The ref checking on him. He pulls his arm up, and the last second he gets his hand up to signal he's alive. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so Keith Lee fights out the two men. They're fighting back up to the. They get up to the second rope when Cross hits an avalanche Saito suplex, and that gets him the three count. We got a new NXT champion. A Saito suplex. Okay. Yeah, off the second one. rope. Bit of a. I don't know. A little bit of an upset in my book. At least the way the finish went, but. Yeah, like the full sale. It was kind of in a stunned silence afterwards. It was a well. I mean, a guy carrying cross is a scary, scary motherfucker, and yeah. for him to just you know he comes onto the scene and dominates, and he's been winning with that submission move, right? The yeah cross the cross jacket cross jacket. Like yeah, he tried here, but uh, no, they went with the suplex finish. Uh, you know what? The more and as the, and as the match went on, or not, um, I guess in retrospect, like post match, I think this is the only way you book somebody you want at the top, right? Because I mean, I I was trying to think another way, right? Where if Keith Keith Lee wins this matchup, then we just booked the biggest, strongest, baddest guy, and he still lost. Like the more I think about it, it's like fuck. I, I think you have to, you have to, you have to. If you're booking a guy this way, you have to have him win immediately. Well, unfortunately, uh, Triple H commented afterwards that Cross got injured during the match, possibly separated shoulder, so he's gonna get an MRI. But he could be, could be serious. Could be out for like six months or something. I did see a clip of like where it happened or. Uh, somebody or people speculating as to when like what what the spot was uh it was like a fine spot you know just they're two big dudes <laughs> yeah no i didn't really notice like during the match that he like it didn't i didn't notice anything i just would have thought maybe he was selling or something but you no know, he seemed to keep going and uh yeah of course we wish all the best i mean um this has this has dangerous uh, dangerously close comparisons to a Finn Balor type, and uh, yeah. Finn Balor that was what five years, four, five years, six years ago. He's never recovered. No, so uh, yeah, Triple H. He said he feels very sad. This could be a major injury in what was the biggest moment of his career. So they're taking it serious. Could be bad, but uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. And and definitely and yeah, and Karen Cross was just. I was just starting to like him. <laughs> you know, I mean, we've only. I feel like I've only. <laughs> I know, ever barely got any time. I mean, I've uh, only ever seen him jaw like you know jobbing out to people or having jobbers thrown at him. He had Tommaso Ciampa, who he kind of beat very quickly, also though. And then I think he had Dijakovic once. Um, yeah, no, this was like his first like twenty minute match. Yes, we get to see, but uh, no, if he goes away, then Scarlet goes away probably, and that's no good. <laughs> And, well, I mean, fuck, and now and now we're back in, well, you know, and then we're kind of in this no man's land of NXT championships, right? Uh, which is which is just fucking 
crazy to begin with. And my fantasy booking of Karrion Cross taking on The Fiend at Survivor Series is also in jeopardy. Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess that's only... It's in jeopardy. And then, I need, now. and then I needed a creepy guy on Rob that I couldn't think of at the time. <laughs> but if we can find a creepy guy on Raw, like Aleister Black or something. Yeah. Uh, well, there's our matchup right there. We'll wait to get the prognosis. We will wait to rash. get the prognosis, of course. And, of course, as soon as we know, I guess uh, the, the fans at home will probably know. We'll pass the word along, yeah. Um, <laughs> that was the... I think that's a good time for us to call a break. How about that, Mike? Yes. Let's call timeout. <laughs> time, uh, timeout on the field. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, let's... We're going to take a timeout. We're going to come back uh, with the rest of the weekend review. Uh, so you're going to want to stick around. We're back here with the part two. Um, I uh, Growing up, I was always a, uh, a much bigger fan of Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom than I was uh, either of the other three movies. So, you know, part, really? part two of the franchise. That's um, a, uh, not, uh, not, not the popular opinion. But right. as, uh, as I've grown up... Uh, I carve th- your own path? <laughs> as I've grown up, I think uh, Last Crusade has become that for me. Wow. I think I still go with Raiders of the Lost Ark. And see, and, and you're and, and you're going Raiders, which Mike, returning to our part two element, um, chronologically speaking, uh, Temple of Doom happened before Raiders of the Lost Ark. So Raiders, in in a in a way, is part two. Well, technically speaking, uh, Raiders isn't even an Indiana Jones movie by title. What do you mean? It's just called Raiders of the Lost Ark. Indiana Jones is not in the title. Which, in that case, would make Last Crusade Part Two. <laughs> oh my the whole damn God, thing. The whole damn, the whole damn thing has just uh, been turned on its head. But either way, this is Part Two of the Shoot Brothers Wrestling Podcast. Um, we're, we 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 are on a short week. Um, and we thought to our short se- round. Short. <laughs> Your favorite character, right? Uh, no, I lo- I I preferred the uh, the woman. <laughs> who is always like Indy? Oh, that old Betty. <laughs> who does the uh, we're um, we're not sinking, we're yeah. crashing. <laughs> Doesn't he knock her up and she poops out Shia LaBeouf? No, 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 no. Okay, so uh, f- funny. Uh, or is that fu- a different woman? Funny you mentioned that. That's uh, that's the one from part one. Uh, that's the one from well, well, rather Raiders of the Lost Ark. Mar- yeah. Marion. Um, okay. So a, a little, little tidbit of information here for you, Mike, in case maybe you weren't aware. Of course, well, you were aware that last, or you know, Temple of Doom happens before Raiders of the Lost Ark. They did that because um, they tested the movie like differently, or part two, or whatever. And one thing that came, or uh, Temple of Doom, and found out that fans didn't like uh, that Indiana Jones had moved on from Marion. Like immediately, uh, like a year yeah. later or something, right? So they're like, oh, shit, okay. Uh, all we have to do is just they set it the year before or something. So you he, <laughs> so you could kind of, in your mind, be like, oh, okay, he, he wasn't with Marion yet. Yeah. Um, is it the second or third one that, uh, that uh, what's his name? Why am I blanking on the? Sean Connery? Sean Connery. Yeah, yeah. that's Last Crusade. 
That's Last, last Crusade because okay. he's uh it he's Indy's he's Indy's father. Indy's father, yeah, and that has the whole <laughs> it has the whole incredible opening sequence with uh, River Phoenix. Oh yeah, right as young Indiana Jones. Uh, it's just all around, all just aces, just aces. That whole franchise. <laughs> Mike, we're getting way off uh, topic here. But, let it uh, go, Indiana. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, why are you always calling him Junior? That's his name. Indiana's <laughs> the dog's name. Dad. Uh, <laughs> right off into the sunset. Uh, with um, yeah. And that was the last Indiana Jones movie that was ever made. Uh, last one ever made. Well, no. Smash cut to Indiana uh, Jones surviving a nuclear bomb hiding in, in a, a fridge. fridge. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. Couldn't ask for more. Um, yeah. yeah that, that's, that's all I got until Indiana Jones 5 comes out. Well... Uh, Han Solo's dead, so it's all Harrison Ford's got left. Yeah, I mean, you know, when it is really all he has left. Uh, maybe we'll bring <laughs> Shia back for him. Yeah, he's uh, he's quite the actor now. Shia, La- I mean, nothing. He's always been Shia good. LaBeouf. Yeah, I'm sure he is. I've been watching some of his uh, wrestling-related film. You ever seen Peanut Butter Falcon? No, no, never seen it. Never heard That's of it. Pretty good. Yeah, he's uh, he takes this uh, mentally challenged kid like under his wing. He wants to be a wrestler, and they just kind of drift. They're drifters. They're seeing the land. It's a fun little movie. Okay, it's a fun little movie. Well, there you go. Let's we'll check it out. Check out Peanut Butter, the Peanut Butter Falcon. <laughs> yeah, good picture. If you're getting into it, but Mike, we have to keep moving on here in the show because we haven't even gotten to our uh, Saturday Night Dynamite. We haven't even gotten to our SummerSlam, uh, but. Instead of doing trivia this week, we thought we'd flip it on you. We thought you would give you an old segment, oldie but a goodie. I forgot that you existed. I forgot that you existed. You thought that they would fuck you when they did. Of course, because there's so much <laughs> there's so much happening in professional wrestling. Uh, we really it's really tough to keep track of everybody, everything, all the places. Mike, I've actually got a few. I forgot that you existed also. So how about we just kind of go back and forth and then uh, see where we land? Perfect. Yes, I'm sure we'll have some some crossovers here. But uh, how, why don't you kick us off? How about I kick it off? Oh my. Yeah. Let's see. Oh my lord! <laughs> uh, this is—I I, wasn't—I wasn't ready to kick this off. Okay, well, if you're not ready. No, I'm ready. Okay. I mean, you may have forgotten that it existed, but uh, you know we haven't been paying a lot of attention to New Japan Pro Wrestling lately. And uh, however, just a few days ago, I gotta say, um, it was announced, or I guess earlier on the summer, it was announced that New Japan Cup USA would be happening to determine challenger for John Moxley's IWGP United States title. As we all know, and uh, at the end of it all, at the end of the whole tournament, uh, former WWE superstar Kenta won the New Japan Cup and an opportunity to uh, win that title or to challenge for that title. Yeah. All right. Kenta, the inventor of the go to sleep. Oh, really? Yes. Well, there you go. Which has been used many times. Right? He uh, he got the win over uh, David Finley of all people. So uh, you know, is, not is that related to fit. You know it, father son. All right, father son. All right. Um, hopefully, Kenta doesn't get injured before this match. Because <laughs> that was his whole career in WWE. His whole, wasn't his whole career just getting injured before everything. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, speaking of injuries. Someone that we haven't seen in a long time and that I miss dearly. 
Uh, Amber Moon, you haven't been around. We missed you. Uh, I think she actually spoke her. So she had an Achilles heel rupture, tear, whatever. But she said hers was even worse because, like, not only did it tear horizontally, then the thing, like, split itself vertically upwards. Mm. So it was really fucked up. And so she's uh, she's got a Twitch thing going, though. So that's good for her. Uh, but, yeah, Ember Moon, man, we miss you. My last year, she was fighting Bailey for the title at SummerSlam, and now she's nowhere to be found. And and and, and Ember Moon came in hot onto the main brand with that uh, what uh, the Eclipse? Is that what it's called? The Eclipse, the, yeah, uh, great finisher, that, great look. That is it's kind of, it's kind of like a jump off the top rope into a stunner yeah. type thing. It's like a backflip yeah. into a. The only person I've seen ever do that move. It's a good move. Remember though, I Twisting think Mickey stunner. James took it one time, and it was oh. she took it very well. If you want to search that on YouTube, yeah. uh, Mickey James Ember Moon Eclipse. Yeah. Presidential candidate Mickey James, nonetheless. <laughs> uh okay mike we forgot we may have forgotten other people existed um you know let's take uh let's start talking about somebody who um who never touted their career as being on a winning streak but they actually uh found success on their unwinning streak of course former wwe superstar kurt hawkins (laughs) um was a was a victim of the releasing uh back you know in march whenever that happened um however brian myers possibly mayors i guess is his (laughs) real name slash new name um is wrestling did wrestle this past weekend for WrestlePro against the bad boy joey janela Ah, you know so what? Joey's uh, Joey's freelancing as well. Joey's kind of freelancing at all. Apparently, the match already happened. I've I, I've no clue about the winners or losers, but it's out there. <laughs> it's okay. it's out there um, under Wrestle Pro. So uh, yeah, if you're I into feel it. like I heard something about Brian Myers as well, like showing up on Impact or something. Okay, well there you go. But maybe not. Either way, he's uh, well, out there. Kurt, Kurt getting... ha- uh, sorry, Heath Slater did. Oh yeah, that's right as well. Yeah, uh, the, the, uh, the the other well, the other ginger guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah he's trying he's trying though he's getting his name out there yeah uh let's keep going though because man this person really fell off the face of the earth chelsea green who once you exactly huh the person who uh should have not left the robert stone brand because now they're flourishing Aaliyah. would you have predicted Aaliyah's getting way more tv time than chelsea green at the start of this whole thing, I, I, uh, at the start of this whole thing, yeah, you're right. No, I would People never. People didn't even know that. Aaliyah, uh, but yeah, Robert Stone's killing it. Chelsea Green, she's not hurt. They just called her up and never did a damn thing with her. Hmm. Remember that one week? It looked like she was gonna pair with Charlotte. Yeah, the two like she came up to the main brand for for no real reason, but then immediately no. formed a friendship with Charlotte. That was weird. Yeah, so Chelsea, I don't know. So where are you? Okay. <laughs> where are you? Um, someone else, someone else you may, uh, someone else you may thought not have existed or maybe have just forgotten. Man, there's no easy way to say that. Um, <laughs> Leo Rush, Leo yeah, Rush, another, he's, he's, another member of the, uh, the releasing. I was uh, going to say, it was like, yeah, I remember he was, he wasn't released and then he, or he was, and then he came back and then he got released again. After he was made his resurgence in the cruiserweight division, yeah, some of them were the cruiserweights, and then, uh, yeah, he was released for good eventually. Whenever that happened, yeah. um, however, over on GCW on Game Changer Wrestling, uh, he showed up at a show and attacked longtime rival Joey Janela. 
<laughs> this guy's everywhere. George Joe is everywhere. Um, yeah, uh, these two have had these two have had matches for years. Apparently, they're uh. apparently they're very close friends. Actually. <laughs> Um, and the two of them had a match over on GCW. Um, unfortunately, Leo Rush couldn't couldn't uh, bring in that inner gusto he usually has. Joey Janela won the match, um, but after hinted at a at a at retiring, retiring, getting his, out of uh, the game in his little yeah. post match promo, his little thank you, uh, kind of came across that if that was it, then hey, that was it. We'll see. See if he pops up somewhere else to beat up Joey Janela. Yeah. <laughs> or, or I think I think the real focus is we need to keep our eye on Joey Janela. <laughs> yeah. I think that's where the uh, the real action is. Uh, someone else we haven't seen in a while, but I don't think they're hurt. They just disappeared because uh, Miss Money Carmella. Hmm. Where's she been? That's a good. Has she been? Uh, I I think she may. I think she may be. Uh, you know, she's too busy washing her black ski masks, if you know what I mean. Ah, that would be, uh, I'd like that. I'd like that. Mm -hmm. That's, you know, maybe there we go. There we go. Yeah, I've got, yeah, there's a few, there's a few people who I, uh, I'm pretty sure are, are, you know. No, that's, uh, that's a good one. Cause yes, now that I think some of that long hair could have been Carmela's kind of had the same uh, Staten Island look to it. <laughs> the Staten Island <laughs> wave is what they call it. Yeah, I could tell. <laughs> From those Jersey Shore winds. <laughs> yeah. The winds of the shore. <laughs> All right. You got more? Oh, that was just... <laughs> I thought you had a follow-up. You were just saying you forgot. What? Uh, nothing. What? Nothing, nothing. You were just saying you forgot no, about... Carmella. You just forgot about Carmella. Yeah, wasn't that... That was my thing. Yeah, no, I, th I thought I thought there was a. Uh, oh no, I thought I thought you. Wait, I you thought you keep were, going. No, I thought you were going somewhere with it, and then just uh, you're like, oh, I forgot about Carmel. I have. No, I made. <laughs> <laughs> no, I made my point. You made the retribution point. Of course, no, of course, of course. Uh, I do have one more. I do have one more. Uh, for Wool. I mean, you know, Mike. Uh, we haven't seen them in a long time. I know. I certainly know that you haven't forgotten about the man, Becky Lynch. Oh, yes. Um, you know, probably sitting somewhere in Florida, pregnant, just kind of doing her thing. <laughs> you know, I bet her ankles are, you know, maybe getting a little bit swollen or something. Yeah, uh, her, her natural brown hair has grown out. Yeah, I'm sure she's, uh, you know, wearing a she's got, she's wearing a little shirt that says like "bun in the oven" or something. Uh, <laughs> she's probably doing a lot in her off time. Uh, well, she's doing something in her off time because she did post around uh, a photo of what looked like the the front page of a script. Uh -huh, yeah, uh -huh. the title read Toast and Me, A Study in Seven Volumes by Rebecca Quinn. And there is a word <clears throat> count attached to the uh, to the document, you know, sort of a, sort of running at the bottom. You can you can see, you know, you can see how many words there are total uh, 9000 words in. So, uh, you know, I mean, there could be some die, you know, if that's, is that a, is that a, is that a, is that a mini movie? You know, kind of like a, like a 15 minute thing. Is that a, who knows? Well, it's written by her, you think? Oh, it was by Rebecca Quinn. Yeah. So if she's penning her own, uh, who knows what it is, a novella? A novella? We don't <laughs> know, but, uh, keep your eyes on Joey Janela and Becky Lynch. Um, cause they, they got some, they got some shit in the <laughs> world. Janela and the novella. <laughs> The Janella and the novella. It's going to be the story of 2020. Uh, shoot of the year. We'll see. Shooties. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Uh, all right. I'll give you one final one here. One of the most fantastic wrestlers we've seen 
uh, just the amount of things he can do. But unfortunately, he's stuck over in the UK somewhere because Pack the bastard. We miss you in AEW. He'd probably be fighting for that fucking TNT title right now or something. Um, there would there would have been a match for it for sure. We had um well, I think the last we checked up on him, uh, he had teamed up with uh, Pentagon and Ray Phoenix. Yeah, like the Death Triangle or something. Something to that effect. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, he had to go home, and I guess uh, he's just staying there. So, but. We miss you, Pac, because we already had to go like two years without him wrestling, and then he finally came back, and now we have to go another year without him wrestling. Yeah, how do we get? How do it's we get? Bad. How do we get him back? <laughs> but uh, yes, forgotten, but not by all of us. That was the forgot you existed. That was that was fun. That was fun. We should pull that back into rotation uh, more often. Yeah. You know, but we have to wait long enough for people to be forgotten. Hey, well, exactly. That's, that's exactly caveat. it. We need to, uh, we need, that, that's the caveat about this <laughs> segment. It's so much fun, but we need to give it time to marinate. Yeah. Like a good old rack of ribs. Um, <laughs> speaking of ribs, you're going to want to get yourself some, uh, some JR barbecue sauce. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. It has a brand name. I can't remember it right now. Is it like by God? It's called <laughs> by God or something. He has his own brand yeah. of wing sauce. I've never heard about it. Oh, he's or, definitely. Or not. I've never, um, I've never eaten it. But uh, he's worn like a hat or a shirt yeah. or something like that when he's on the. Well, I mean, I guess when he's on the air, uh, when he when he's on television for two hours a week, uh, sometimes it's Wednesday, sometimes it's Saturday. Apparently, uh, we're talking AEW Dynamite. AEW All Elite. They coming for you, Vince. Better watch out. It's too sweet. Yeah, Saturday night, dynamite. Which just it's here. it rolls off the tongue. Yeah, no, it's got a good ring to it. Uh like the wrestling ring that everything's gonna happen in. <laughs> We're live. Well, not always. Not all well, I mean with I mean, hey, we could go off back into the stadium if that's the that's uh true. that that's happened before. But of course, uh we're back live at Daly's place. Um, it's cl- nestled tightly to the Jacksonville Jaguars home arena. Yeah, but their season's gonna be kicking off soon. Their season's gonna be kicking off soon, exactly. You know, so uh, there's gonna be some stadium, there's some uh, stadium stampedes of their own. <laughs> uh, but let's go here. Tag team action: FTR taking on Private Party, and Tully Blanchard is now fully aligned with FTR. Because I guess he liked when they beat up those other old guys last week. You know, uh, and as a uh, as a traditional, ta- you know, a, a a retro tag team, I'm sure Tully Blanchard just uh, feels a kinship to them, anyways. Yeah, yeah, and we got some good good tag action here. FTR hit the Good Night Express to get the win, improving their record to six and zero. Oh. Ooh, so they're uh, they have to be climbing up these uh, these power rankings right now. Oh yeah, big time. So I guess there is a point where. Regardless of alliances, if you know if you're if you are the second ranked tag team, it's you have to take on the first ranked team, regardless of who you're friends with. Yeah, I mean there are still instances where they don't always fight the number one ranked team. Sometimes teams can skip ahead. Right. Okay. But anyways, it's all good. Uh, I think we have Moxley and MJF. They both kind of separately cut these. Promos just talking into the camera. MJF's got a neck brace now, selling the effects of that paradigm shift. 
and he's got his attorney with him who says the they've got a petition calling for the banning of the paradigm shift. <laughs> yeah, MJF just says, "Come on, Mox, sign the contract. The move's banned it all out." So we'll see. Is he gonna do it? That's weird. That's a weird one. That's a weird, weird step. Weird, uh, weird step, but uh, but you know, but uh, John Moxley can win a bunch of weights. Oh yeah, there's plenty of other things he can pull out. But uh, uh, so, but if so, but if he does that, he's DQ'd. And isn't the classic thing that a title can only change hand via pinfall or submission? Well, they it may be written into the contract where if he uses the move, he loses the title. Oh right, right, right. That makes sense. That makes sense. Because yeah. But we'll see. He, he didn't sign it yet. He didn't sign it yet. Mm. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but we got some eight-man tag action. Butcher and Blade teaming up with Phoenix and Pentagon to take on Jurassic Express, Dustin, and QT Marshall. This was just... We got a lot of tag matches on Dynamite. There all, there's always <laughs> a lot of tag matches on Dynamite. But, you know, it's fine. They're always good. Gets guys on the card. Uh... At one point, uh, Phoenix is taken out, so Pentagon's got Jungle Boy and the Penta Driver. He's calling for his partner to do the stomp, but uh, Blade climbs up to the top rope, and he's like, I'll do it. But Pentagon freaks out for some reason. He's like, no! And he pushes him off, starts arguing. So, uh, yeah, Jungle Boy just rolls him up, gets a three count, and the heels just keep bickering until the peacemaker, Eddie Kingston, comes out to calm them down and He's like, hey, man, why the drama? We came on here. We're on TNT television. We came from the Indies. And he just, he rallies the fellas. They all just have a group hug. So good promo from Eddie. I still can't get <laughs> Eddie uh, Eddie Kingston's accent. I have no idea where he's from, uh, but I want him to keep talking. Yeah, no, he's great on the mic. Uh, yeah, like he, he, he rallied these boys together. <laughs> you know he's the, he he he's the leader of this uh hodgepodge group. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, because yeah. of course, uh, you know, uh, like we said, death uh, death triangle. That's what they were called. Like where we said there that that little trio is gone. Um, and yeah, Lucha Bros and Blade and the Butcher don't really have anything happening right now. Yeah, if they're not in the tag title scene, uh, what else? They I mean, this do? tag title scene is huge. Huge, and there's only yeah two one pair of belts to go around. So, yeah. but uh, yeah, more from Eddie Kingston. I like it. Yeah, like it. he's a good guy. But then we go uh, to a gym type of area where Britt Baker is working out with Reba, but they're interrupted by Penelope, who's just making out with Kip Sabian in the in the corner there. So Baker starts lecturing them on dental hygiene and the transmissions of virus through saliva. And but you know what? I'm a role model, so I'm going to give you the couple special. Free dental care for one year. All you got to do is join our team in a handicap match against Big Swole. And also, Reba will do your makeup for a year for free. So Penelope says, okay, you got it. Poor Reba. <laughs> Poor Reba. Oh. She's the Toby. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, she's the Toby of this uh, of this little situation. Yeah, but uh, that'll be, it's always fun. Every segment's fun with those guys. Of course. But then we go to, speaking of Tony, or not Toby, Tony, <laughs> Tony Schiavone, he's in the ring. He's interviewing Orange Cassidy and the best friends, following the big win over Jericho. But before Cassidy can even say anything, Jericho comes out. He's sipping on a bottle of the bubbly and says, congratulations, man. I'm not embarrassed. I'm proud of you. You're learning. You're proving the critics wrong. You've got the desire. You've got the heart. You can be a main eventer here. But, uh, you know, we've each got a win now. 
So where I come from, that means we need to have a third match to see who the better man really is. So let's take it to a different level. He's come up with, he, he mentions he came up with one of the greatest gimmicks before with a ladder and a briefcase. So here's my idea. We're going to, you're all about the orange juice. I'm all about the bubbly. So let's have a mimosa mayhem match. Mimosa mayhem. Mimosa mayhem. We're going to get 80 gallons of orange juice mixed in with 500 cases of the bubbly. The only way to win is pin, submission, or throwing your opponent into the tank of mimosa. And what a perfect accident. Orange juice mixed with champagne. That's a mimosa. So they're two gimmicks combined. It's the, it's, it's, and it's, it's what I look forward to every Christmas morning. <laughs> is the, Christmas mimosas? Uh, that's, uh, that's, that's, that's one of our family's thing. I think that's a Oh, well, yeah. I've had a mimosa. They are very nice, very tasty. Try, try to incorporate it into your next uh, Christmas's tradition. It's like, hey. Yeah, I don't think I, I just don't have champagne very often. Well, and what better time to celebrate? And of course, <laughs> what, what better time to celebrate than a mimosa mayhem match? This is, uh, th this just reeks of Chris Jericho. Uh, the stadium stampede, the mimosa mayhem. Uh, he's going to go two for two. This is probably going to be, is going to be fun. It's going to be fun and silly and... You know what I'm someone's saying? Someone's getting dunked in that and juice. Someone get, someone's getting dunked in juice. So uh, yeah. at the end of the day, it's uh, it's all it's all the fun part of professional wrestling. You know, all the fun stuff. Yeah. Jericho asks him if he accepts, and Orange Cassidy just gives the thumbs up so we know what's on. Yeah. And the inner circle come out, and they beat them all down, and they drown Orange Cassidy in bottles of champagne and just smack him around. Yeah, smack him around a little bit. Yeah. But I think... Uh, he's not straight edge, so it's okay. They pour alcohol on him. Yeah, no, I think he just he just prefers orange juice, I guess. <laughs> uh, but then we go more tag action. Dark Order taking on the Young Bucks and Omega, and uh, Dark Order puts up a good fight. Angels, uh, yeah, everyone gets taken out. The the elite they hit a massive three man indie taker, and then Omega picks up, hits the one one winged angel, gets the win. But then after the match, we get more signs of Evil Kenny. He just grabs a chair, turns it on its side so all the pointy parts are facing up. He picks up Angels. He's ready to powerbomb him onto it. But Matt moves the chair. Because, yeah, that could have been deadly. So Kenny, he's snapping again. I love it. Yeah, he's, uh... Yeah, eek. Eek. Eek? eek. It's a good eek. I don't, I don't know. I, I mean... You don't like it? You don't want to see a heel, Kenny. God, I mean, what all out? All out's coming up. Like it's just, it's, it's. it's I, I can just, you know, it's. I can, I can. They, I can everyone smell thought it. Hangman was gonna be the bad guy. I can smell it coming, and uh, I just don't know how it's gonna play out for my boy Ken. I like it. I think he needs something. If he wants to be world champ in this company, he's gonna need to be a badass. Yeah. But anyways, let's go to the other side of the coin because backstage, Hangman approaches FTR. And he's upset about the brawl they caused last week. And they give him a beer so they can relax and talk it out. And uh, they talk about there's going to be a gauntlet match, I guess, next week to see who faces the tag champs at All Out. So it could be FTR. It could be the Bucks. We'll see. And, yeah. Anyway. And it could be, uh, yeah, probably Dark Order. It's probably going to be in that gauntlet somewhere. Yeah. Pretty much everyone that we saw fighting in tag matches tonight will be back. It'll be interesting <laughs> to see. But a gauntlet. I don't know if we've had a gauntlet match in uh, AEW. They're usually pretty fun, so. Yeah, we'll yeah. Well, you know, hopefully if they can play it right, maybe that can be <laughs> half the fucking show. Yeah, yeah depending on how whole depending show. on how many teams you want to throw in there, there's certainly enough that they could do an hour. 
And I think, yeah, we're getting another. It's a Thursday night dynamite this week, I think. Thursday night dynamite. Okay. Okay. I think so. Okay. Uh, anyways, we get uh, Darby Allen versus Will Hobbs. This Hobbs guy. He's just a big boy. But uh, tosses Darby around, but Darby fights back, cough and drop, gets the win. Just like that, you know. Um, yeah, just, the, I mean, I think this was like the only, this felt like this was the first singles match of the night. Yeah, so uh, it was definitely a change of pace. Yeah, and then Taz gets on the mic after and says, hey, Darby, we got a new member of Team Taz, and his name's also Darby. But it's actually Ricky Starks who comes out to Alan's music, and he's got the face paint on and skateboard cuts a promo and then brian cage comes in nails darby from behind the two of them just beat him down so uh team taz is growing team taz uh is growing was was he carrying around that fgw thing yeah cage nailed uh darby with yeah the he's still doing it okay because still I, doing I guess, it we haven't seen cage much and because that's not officially acknowledged no yeah. but it's still a real thing still a real <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Sammy Guevara's there doing his little sign gimmick during the commercials when Matt Hardy just comes out, beats the shit out of him with a chair, throws him off the stage through a table. All out, no baby, blood. all out. Yeah, all out. We were promised this match months ago. We'll finally get it. Was it supposed to be a special? Was it supposed to be like one of those like Matt Hardy compound matches or was it just a... No, I think it was just a regular match. Um, okay. but, but, the, okay. but the build had been so that just it, it was there. Yeah. And then we, they had to cool it off a bit. Okay. Uh, then we get a promo from Thunder Rosa, the woman's champion from NWA. She cuts a promo on Hikaru Shida, and she wants to help bring this division to the next level. So it all out, she wants her title. That's so, pretty cool. Yeah, I like it. I like it. See what... Uh, NWA yeah, and AEW? I don't know if it's title versus title or just one. But just I mean, either way, having the other brand on another brand is uh, is a pretty cool thing. Yeah, you know, they're in cahoots, maybe. Who knows? But share they're some in bed. Around. Next thing you know, Billy Corgan is showing up every Wednesday <laughs> night. See, this is uh, this is what happens. Yeah, uh, but we got the finals here of the Deadly Draw Women's Cup Tag Tournament. The Nightmare Sisters taking on Ivelisse and Diamante. And, uh, yeah, I like this team. Ivelisse, Diamante, they look good. Mm -hmm. Ever since they debuted, they've been a nice addition to the division, which can always use more women. But uh, Nightmare Sisters, they won't go down without a fight. QT Marshall even jumps up on the apron trying to help them out. But uh, Ivelisse nails him. The distraction allows Brandy to gain control. But she gets dumped to the floor. So Allie's all alone in the ring. And she eats a combination of moves. Uh, Snapmare, Kalisto Kick. Ivelisse, Diamante, they get the win. So nice victory for them. Yeah, and, uh, you know, yeah, we were both surprised that this, I guess this was the only match of this uh, entire tournament that it was yeah. actually on television. Yeah, so at the very least, they got to put the finals there. And they can go and they celebrate with a trophy. They get some medals presented, some flowers, but they just throw the flowers to the ground, hold up the Puerto Rican flag. Of course, of course. Who needs flowers <laughs> these days? Yeah, yeah, just gonna um, die. yeah, yeah. Uh, the right team, yeah, <laughs> the right team to go over. Also, um, yeah, no, the Nightmare Sisters. You know, Brandy, she's she's fine, but she's not as good as these other two women. Because see, I think what I, I think what AEW needs most, and Brett Baker's on the shelf. We know that what they need most are performers with experience. 
with no who who know how to work long or you know longish matches who know how to who know how to work who know how to sell and i think uh ivalice diamante i think thunder rosa if this woman is uh you know, doing things. Uh, yeah, that's what we're really missing around the top. There are so many women. We like Anna J is another. You know, my girl Anna J is another one of them. Uh, but no one's worked long enough. Yeah. So, I don't know. But the right team won. Yeah, the right the right team won. <laughs> hopefully, yeah. I'd love if our top women's program uh, was you know two strong performers. We need. We still need to have like our best women's match yet. You know, we haven't. Yeah, we haven't, there hasn't been there, <coughs> no five star women's exactly, match. or or nothing. I mean, you know, star rating regardless, nothing that stands out above the other ones. Uh yeah, not so much. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, hopefully that'll happen soon, especially with Britt Baker's return. And uh, yeah, who knows? I mean, all this uh, this match at All Out could be that. Yeah, it'll be fun. Yeah, and we'll see. Hopefully, uh, hopefully they keep tag teams involved you know hopefully these girls don't just win the cup and disappear yeah well that's exactly well that's exactly it you know let's keep them fresh in our minds and let's keep moving yeah but let's move on to the main event of the night we've got a tnt title match cody taking on mr brody lee and they're just brawling or right away the brody just takes control they brawl out into the crowd back into the ring brody's just dominating cody beating the shit out of him Hits a bunch of big power bombs, massive super kicks, more power bombs, and then he just finishes the job with a discus lariat, and that ends the match. New champ! What a domination. What a... Oh, yeah. No, that's exactly, that's exactly it. That was insane. It was like two power, bo- two power bombs and a fucking discus. This is what we needed. <laughs> yeah. From- Arn Anderson can't believe it. JR's freaking out. He can't believe it. Nobody, was there great. was not a single person around that could believe it. I couldn't believe it. I was sitting here yeah. at home unbelieving. Yeah, I, uh, I, 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 wow. Wow. Yeah, it was good. Good booking. I like it. Holy shit. And we've been, Mike, Mike, we've been saying this for months, months. Dark Order's got nothing. Nobody looks strong. <laughs> uh, you know, we saw Brody Lee against Moxley in, you know, in a, in a, you know, in a, in a, in a pretty good match. Uh, man, I've never seen this before in my life. <laughs> yeah, this was, this was crazy. And, uh, yeah, so he wins the Dark Order. They all come out to celebrate. Brody starts cutting a promo. Cody's getting stretchered out. Uh, then Arn is pissed off. He starts swinging at the Dark Order members. Like, take him out. <laughs> <laughs> so he gets beat up. They flip Cody off his stretcher. Cody and Arn are laid out. And then other members, Dark Order, they bring him out from the back. They bring out Dustin and QT. They're all beaten up. So Brandy comes running out. Brandy comes running out to check on her husband, Cody. Uh, but then your girl, Anna Jay, she grabs Brandy from behind with a rear naked choke. So now we just have the entire Rhodes Nightmare family just laid out. Except for Allie, I guess she escaped. Yeah, so. she's somewhere. But, uh, yeah, so everyone's fucking dead. Brody pours the smashed pieces of the old TNT title onto Cody. And, yeah, what a great, dominant-looking Dark Order What now. an amazing ending to the show. Mm-hmm. The uh, the announcement to the wrestling world that the Dark Order is not meant to be fucked with. Yeah, uh, this was great. That's what we've, that's what we've been missing. Uh, that's what we've been missing from the Dark Order so far. They've just seemed to be middle of the road guys uh, and gals, um, <laughs> and and Anna J. Thumbs up. Uh, they're no one yeah. to be fucked with. 
no, I love this. And yeah, that nice visual at the end of just literally the pile of dead bodies from the Rhodes family just laid out. Uh, it was just such a great effort from top down, Exalted One, number two, uh, number seven, did a great job. <laughs> I want to thank number eight. Uh, Anna J could be one of those numbers that's kind of missing there in the middle. Like three, she so can just be Anna J. Like three yeah. is missing or something. There's like a number up uh, up there that's missing. Uh, yeah, out of all for all the growing pains of questionable booking decisions and roadblocks to this point, you they just steamrolled through all of those past mistakes. And uh, Dark Order is here to stay. Yeah, baby. And who's next? Who's next to jo- to join the ranks? And, you know, and Brody Lee does not have to defend this title every single week. No. But, Fuck uh, that. Why would he? And for Cody <laughs> to, yeah, we, we've gotten a lot of Cody lately. Uh, he, he certainly are, you know, he may be off television for, uh, for a little while. You know, let, let's let the mid card breathe a little bit. Yeah, let's uh, line someone up for Brody to face it all out. Not just a rematch. Let's give someone. Yeah, not yeah, not just a rematch. Let's get let's get something. Yeah, when you get dominated like that, you don't get the rematch. You do not. You you don't. You didn't deserve the rematch. <laughs> but yes, that was a uh, yeah fun ending to Saturday Night Dynamite. Yeah, what a great what a great ending to uh yeah to yeah what a fantastic match. I really enjoyed that. Um, like you just said, that was Saturday Night Dynamite. Of course, the takeover was happening at the exact same time. Um, but Sunday, we were we were clear skies. Clear skies, summer days, summer nights, summer slams. Review. That's what we got. Summer slam. You are right. Uh, we so this was you know our our, our first show from. Or our first, you know, our first pay per view from the Thunderdome. Uh, you know, they had a one day or two days to work out all the kinks uh, from Friday's broadcast, and we were here. Now, are we live? Do we know? We have to be, right? Yeah, this was live. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think most of them are probably gonna be live now. But uh, yeah, live from the Thunderdome here, pre-show. Did you watch any of the pre-show? I did not. No, well, uh, probably the, the the most uh, the the best part was uh, so Charlie Caruso, Renee Young's there, and Charlie gives her a very nice intro, just putting her over as an icon, paving the way for women in WWE as broadcasters and being the first female commentator hosting shows like this. You could see Renee getting a little misty-eyed, emotional from these kind words of, as they acknowledge this is her swan song. Uh, so it's kind of nice for that. Nice for Renee. Oh, that's great. Yeah, uh, absolutely right. Renee Young, one of the best. Yeah. Uh, and then we did have one match: Apollo Cruz taking on MVP for the U.S. title. And the Hurt Business is banned from ringside, so not much here. Apollo makes quick work, beats MVP clean with the the twist out power bomb. And that was uh, that was your match. Yeah. Let's uh, let's hope that you know the Hurt Business can kind of keep up on Raw. And Cruz can keep up on Raw. This wasn't the best. This wasn't their best showing. Yeah. Yeah, didn't do much. And yeah, but let's uh, let's move this U.S. title on to uh, bigger and brighter things. There's a lot of people back there. Yeah, a lot of people that could uh, use a shot. Yeah. Uh, then they close out the pre-show. They do one more time. They thank Renee. Just put her over more. How much they respect her. People behind the curtains backstage. Everyone loves her. What she's done for WWE. So she just gives one more thank you. 
And uh, yeah, nice one. Gonna miss Renee. Yeah, really well. Hopefully we see her uh, in greener pastures. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. But let's move on to the main show because we're kicking off with the SmackDown Women's Championship match here. Bailey taking on Asuka and the Thunderdome. We're packed. We got lots of pyro, screens filled with fans everywhere. Uh, yeah, any any specific things you noted from fans? I was I was also trying to look for <laughs> Mike. I was going to ask you if the internet had found like the green shirt guy, or uh, <laughs> or like or you know the person who stands right beside him. Um, I heard of a couple things that were like people had written that were quickly taken down. Oh yeah, I'm sure there's some kind of guidelines. I, uh, my biggest question was how many people were masturbating directly below the camera. <laughs> uh, that was my biggest uh, question. Uh, yeah, the one I remember the most, there was one of the matches, there was like a Pikachu in the front row for a good portion <laughs> of the match. That's fine. But anyways. Uh, well, I think, well, yeah, just before you just before you go on, or just before you keep going on, um, they did change a couple things from Friday to Sunday, but I think the biggest thing that they have to add on, they need the video screens on the other side so they can get like a, a more camera angles. Yeah, they did only have like the, it's it's only the three it's only on the hard camera side. Yeah, because they I mean like you know, but it's a budget thing, obviously. But if they could get like make that happen, yeah, I'm sure they could. Yeah, they could. Yeah, it uh, it took Kevin Dunn like uh, like a match. I noticed a lot of uh, like very very quick camera cuts in this match. Yeah, so I think they were still trying to figure out where everybody should be standing. But uh, other than that, yeah, like I said, I already gave him a thumbs up. Yeah, yeah, but the uh, yeah the match itself was solid. Sasha's on the outside wearing a nice tracksuit. She's looking like the Rock from 1999 <laughs> after he had his gyno surgery. Oh yeah. <laughs> but uh, anyways, yeah, fun match. Both of them, they're working the limbs, going for submissions. Uh, Oscar's in control. She's ready to hit the big hip attack on Bailey, who's on the ropes. But the wild card Sasha jumps up on the apron, moves Bailey out of the way. He takes the bullet for her. Sasha's knocked to the floor. And then Bailey, with the roll-up, gets Asuka for the three-count. With the roll-up! the title. The most, de- the most devastating maneuver in sports entertainment. We've established. So, uh, she retains with the help of her best friend. And right after, Sasha just jumps in, starts pounding Asuka, hopefully to weaken her for later. And all of these, all of their encounters are just going to continue to be strong. No one necessarily better than the last. Oscar uh, Bailey is always going to be good. Yeah, any combination of these women, you're yeah, get any something. any three and kind of you know throw Charlotte in there, and you've got a damn near perfect matchup. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's move on. Raw Tag Team Championships here. Street Profits defending against Angel Garza and Andrade. Uh, Ke- yeah. like, don't, don't, let's not forget that Kevin Owens came down to uh, to ringside to provide some commentary. Um, That's right. He was He's wearing a, he was wearing a tie. <laughs> he uh, he was waving to his wife out there in the crowd somewhere. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> and uh, during the Street Profits entrance, we had some more Thunderdome technology that allowed red cups to rain from the roof into the crowd. It was pretty cool. Yeah. It was pretty <laughs> cool. Uh, yeah, the match itself was, uh, you know, fine. Nothing too crazy. Montez Ford, he's in the ring for the majority of it. He's getting worked over. Dawkins gets a hot tag. Uh, Street Profits are in control when Zelina Vega jumps on the apron. 
But then Garza super kicks forward. He falls into Vega, knocks her off to the ground. So Andrade abandons his post to go check on her, leaving Garza all alone. So Street Profits take him out. Ford hits his awesome 180 frog splash, gets the pin, retains the titles. Retains. Uh, these two have been holding on to this belt for a long... It feels like a long time. Has it been, or am I just going crazy? Since, uh, like, right before WrestleMania, I think. Okay, okay. So, uh... So, like, four or five months. Which which, like which has been a long time in the, the history of these belts. Remember when it was, like, the bar, Usos, New Day, like, just flicking, just, like, throwing it yeah. back and forth to each other? Um, I think uh, the Viking Raiders had it at one little point not too long ago. Yeah, the Street yeah. Profits are looking... They just... They, they can't be beat. They have to be one of the top t- tag teams right now in WWE. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're building up a good reign here. Uh, they just don't do much with the division, so it's too bad. This is the, uh, they're sitting at 174 days right now, which is the longest reign since 2015. Wow, yeah, that's pretty uh, pretty decent. That's pretty, when the New Day had 483 days, by yeah. God. That was a good one. That's a good l- run. That's a lot of days. Uh, then we go, we get this interview they have like a ring set up just for interviews. Yeah, Did it was. It, it looked like that, that looked pretty. Because first I was thinking to myself like, oh, this is a weird like whatever they just kind of did right there. But it's like they have a little prop ring. Yeah, maybe it's just like a corner of it, and they just shoot from that angle. Yeah, thing. which I hey, I like that. Uh, yeah, so they're just interviewing Sasha and Bailey, and Sasha's like, hey, if Bailey can beat Oscar, of course I can. So a little slight dig, and Bailey's just like, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, I know that. <laughs> So just teasing the tension. Teasing <clears throat> it. But then we go on to Mandy Rose is set to take on Sonya Deville in a no DQ, loser leaves WWE match. And uh, I heard Dave Meltzer explain why the stipulation was changed. Because I mean, we know all the craziness that happened last week. Uh, but then apparently Sonya's lawyer was just like, yeah, shaving your head and all this court stuff might not be a good look right now. Just... Don't drastically change yourself too much when we get through this. Yeah, that's uh, that's a thing. I also heard that said by yeah. Somebody. So I mean, that makes sense. But that also kind of tells you that yeah, she was gonna shave her head. She was ready to go through with she, this. She so. apparently, I it kind of almost confirms that. Yeah, but uh, Mandy herself has a bit of a different look. I mean, she already cut her hair, but now she's got to like slicked back and her ring gear was a bit different yeah it was it was it was a cool look it was kind of like a onesie type thing uh that uh, blonde hair slicked back there was it was somebody like it recognized me of a movie characters i just couldn't (laughs) think of it yeah i think she needs a new theme song though to go with the style change is it still that uh, still that porno music yeah (laughs) yeah yeah we need to get rid of the porno (laughs) music Yeah, she needs something more because yeah, now she's more getting like an Otis style. Yeah, she's she's kind of she's she's getting a little more badass as she goes, you know. Yeah, but uh, anyways, on to the fight. You and I, we are both very hyped for this. Uh, they did such a great job with their promos and building the storyline. But uh, you know, I'll admit the match wasn't quite live up to what we wanted. What I wanted, I mean. But you know, I commend them. They went out there. They worked hard. Uh, but it just didn't reach that that intensity the next gear that i wanted it to but like we said understandable why uh but. i i agree you know i mean so of course sonia deville taking time off or she'll probably be taking some time off 
we can yeah, only so. assume. And you know, for, and this this was this was a this was a great conclusion to uh, you know what has been uh, you know a lot of great promos back and forth when when Mandy Rose was like sliding those chairs across the tables. <laughs> that was a yeah, that was a cool spot. That was a, that uh, was a cool spot. She had a lot, she had some trouble setting that table up. She had a, she, she did uh, have a little bit of trouble setting the table up, but she got it eventually. She, had, she got it. Yeah, she went around to the other side. She's like, oh, if I flip it, she this made way. it happen. Um, I'm happy. And but then they didn't even use the table. That was what I was. Upset I, well, they, used, they didn't even break the damn table after to, all they that effort. They used it to slide. Uh, the they used it to slide. It wasn't a unique spot. And I like. They the used slide. it to slide the chairs on, <laughs> and Mandy Rose finished it off with that big old C trigger. Yeah, she hit like four of them in a row. Yeah, uh, a after that bed of roses. Which they never call. They, I think they only called it that once in our life. What the angels' wings? She does the angels' wings, the bed of roses. Who calls it? I would. I thought. I thought it was called the angels' wings. I mean, that's what the moves call. But I feel like they called it the bed of roses once for her. Oh, okay. So that's a nice. Okay. Thing. Interesting. Anyway, she does that. Bunch of C triggers, like you said, gets the three count. So Sonya has to leave WWE. She has but, to leave uh, WWE right after the match. Uh, Otis comes out. Yeah, does the worm. Mandy tries. Mandy tries to do the worm. They're celebrating, but it was really fun. He comes out with his Money in the Bank briefcase. And <laughs> yeah, I was like, the, he's cashing. <laughs> I thought the, the way he was running to the ring, I'm like, no, he's cashing right now. <laughs> um, and that, yeah, and that was it. I was like, is he cashing on Mandy? Is that what's happening? Uh, yeah, but we have, to, but, we, have uh, to, we have to be reminded that he still has it, right? So. Yeah, I think that's it, yeah. but. Yeah, so Sonya's gone. We'll see. I'm sure she'll take some time off, sort her things out, do whatever yeah. she needs to do. Hope all the best, and then we hopefully we can see her uh, in a refreshing angle soon. Yeah. But let's go on here. Seth Rollins taking on Dominic Mysterio in a street fight. Excuse me. Rollins comes out. He's got Rey Mysterio-inspired gear from Halloween Havoc 97. Just mocking Rey, but... Uh, and then Dominic's gear, he had, you know, like wrestling pants and boots, but then his top, it actually looked kind of like something Rollins would wear with the sleeveless with vest the, and like the ab plate. The sleeveless vest and <laughs> ab plate look. Yeah. yeah. Also the, uh, it had a little hood on it that I, as soon as, had I, a little hood, as, soon as I saw it, I was which, like, that's uh, not going to be, that's not going to be helpful that you're, that, it was weird. Yeah. Cause every, in the middle of the match, every time the hood would come up, he would just pull it down. So like, why even put it on? Yeah. I guess the I look, know. well, I think he came out in the hood. Yeah, he came out in the hood, but it should, I don't know. Anyways. I agree. I little... agree, Mike. I agree. You know you know, <laughs> I'm talking ring attire. Yeah. But uh, no, for the most part, it was good. And uh, yeah, Ray's there at ringside. Murphy's at ringside. Uh, Dominic's mother, Angie, she's watching backstage. Uh, but yeah, just good match. Dominic's looking good. He's hitting some moves. He's, he knows how to sell. Ray's going crazy for everything on the outside. He wants to get in there to help. But Dominic just keeps yelling at him to stay back. Uh, we get the kendo sticks early on, which I got to say, even though every notice qualification match in WWE uses them, this one, it actually felt different like because they gave it a storyline purpose. And, well, yeah, the kendo stick was a part of this was a part of this whole thing. Yeah. This so they, I don't know. Feud. They made it feel more important than them. And they wail on each other again. Rollins, he's purple. He's bleeding right away. The chest, the back. Uh, we get chairs. We get a table set up in the ring. Dominic and Seth, they fight up to the top rope. And Dom's got the kendo stick uh, across Rollins' throat. Hits the Russian leg sweep through the table. Uh, and then he follows it up with a frog splash for the big near fall. But, uh, yeah, later on, Dominic, he's getting beaten down. Seth Rollins gets out a pair of handcuffs. And then Angie comes out down the ramp. 
She's Angie. Yeah, she wants. <laughs> she wants to get. Mama Angie's here, but Ray pleads with her to go back. Uh, so Rollins gets a hold of Ray and handcuffs him to the ropes. And then Seth makes his war towards Angie, but uh, thankfully Dominic stops him, beats up Seth, hits a six one nine later, goes for another frog splash, but then Seth gets the knees up, blocks the frog splash, and soon after hits a curb stomp, and just mocks White Ray while pinning his son. To the chorus of boos. Yeah, the Thunderdome. The th I think, uh, <laughs> and I heard from people who are on the Thunderdome, not directly, but that the <laughs> people would like, they were like directors being like, okay, thumbs down, guys. <laughs> so they would like tell them when to boo. Oh, and really? Shit. Yeah. That's lame. I mean, I'm sure you could just sit there and not listen. But, <laughs> but then they kick, but then they'll kick you off. Yeah, they'll just cycle to the next camera. Uh, they'll cycle to the next one, yeah. Um, man, that's funny. Because, uh, yeah, what if somebody wanted? Uh, you know, like, remember that guy that we got in a fight with when that one time went to SmackDown? Or <laughs> we got in a verbal <laughs> argument with? Maybe was... We or we we witnessed? No, uh, I think it was me and the other guy. Me and, like, some fucking Mark sitting behind us. Oh. <laughs> Anyways, I don't know. I'll, I'm sure I'll remember it later. But, yeah, um... Seth Rollins. And Dominic, this was a good match. Seth freaking Rollins. Um, it was uh, taking a young man with no professional experience, you know, to date, making him look like an absolute star in 20 yeah, minutes. Great. Excellent storytelling. Off the Dominic charts. knows how to do it. Yeah. It's good, man. We speculated. We were looking forward to this, and Dominic delivered his part as well. Yes, what a fantastic, um, you know, ring debut. You know, probably on the same level as that uh, Ronda Rousey debut nigh two years ago. Um, yeah. For people, for, yeah, for the, for these people to come in and just do such incredible work, uh, really speaks a lot to people they're working with. And Seth Rollins is, uh, yeah, this is why he's the, this is why he's one of the best. Yeah. And then after Ray and Dominic, they just hug and embrace after because Ray's proud of him anyways. Because he exactly win or lose, he put on a hell of a show. Yeah. And I, even during the match, I could see Ray actually was getting hyped. And like when Dominic hit the spinning DDT, Ray was like, oh, my God. He was so. In yeah, the, that was uh, that was a, good, that was a great move. That was a good one. <laughs> I think they try. I think he tried to hit it earlier, but they kind of botched it. It was like right off the bat. You know, the nerves were probably there. Mm. Yeah. But uh, we got some more women's action. Sasha Banks taking on Asuka for the Raw Women's Championship. And this was just another fantastic match from these two, I thought. And uh, an another above average entry into uh, their rivalry, I got to say. Yeah. And early on, they fight outside. Uh, they're on the apron. And Sasha hits a fucking sunset bomb to Asuka right onto the floor. No protection on that bump. That was insane. Insane. Normally they tease that spot and the person hangs onto the ropes, but Oscar just fucking she took just it. went for it. Yeah, right. Even Braley was freaking out. She's like, "Oh my god! <laughs> oh my uh, god!" She was wearing a cool but, jacket. I bet you can find that jacket on WWEshop.com. Yeah, they both got good ring attire mm -hmm. for when they're managing. But, <laughs> oh yeah, well, uh, there's a whole that's a whole different look, manager look. <laughs> so there's like, yeah. I'm t I'm here to talk shit look, in ring look. <laughs> I'm a manager look. I mean, it's just, uh, you know, it's just another skin to add to uh, WWE 2K21, <laughs> you know? Well, that's what people loved about the old wrestling games on N64. Every character you make could have four costumes. You could make your, your promo costume, your uh, ring attire, your yeah, side ring. There you all. go. People want the choice. <laughs> 
But uh, anyways, uh, we got that big bump, but then we got another big bump when Asuka fights back. She hits a huge DDT off the top rope onto Asuka. That looked great as well. And then, uh, yeah, both women just working each other over, looking to lock in their submissions. Uh, and then we end up in the same situation from earlier in the night where Sasha's on the ropes, Bailey's on the apron. Asuka comes running in for that hip attack, but Bailey instead avoids it. She does not do what Sasha did for her. So uh, didn't take the bullet. Sasha tries to hit a bank statement, but Asuka rolls through into the Asuka lock. Sasha's begging for Bailey, but she's nowhere to be found, and she taps out. So Asuka has regained the Raw title. Regained, of course, yeah. Sasha was, Sasha was going to be the one to lose it out of the uh, out of the two of them. Yeah, that's the way it seemed, storyline-wise and booking-wise and all that. You know, and is, uh, is this the foundation for the impending split between these two? I don't know. It's certainly uh, something. You know, Things uh, the you know the series of love. events which which will undoubtedly uh, tear this house down. Yeah, we'll have to see what the follow up is because uh, afterwards they both just kind of sitting in the ring, disappointed. Barely apologized. Disappointed and shocked. Yeah, but good match. Yeah, agreed. But now we have the WWE title match. Something we thought might have been the main event. But, uh, nope, second and last, Drew McIntyre defending against Randy Orton. And Randy, he got his reigning Sparks pyro, which he hasn't had in a long time. Oh, that, nice. he, oh that used to be a thing? He would just stand there and... Yeah, uh, he'd do his pose and Sparks would rain that's down. That's gotta hurt. <laughs> well, they weren't touching him. That's a good point. <laughs> but, uh, no, this was just uh, some good wrestling. No fucking around here. No. They were just... Old, good, old-fashioned one could say. Yeah, good old-fashioned. It was uh, reminiscent of the greatest wrestling match from a few months ago Very, at Backlash. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just that kind of, yeah, just good wrestling shit. Uh, Randy, of course, though, using dirty tactics. He's grabbing the ref at one point. He's gouging Drew's eye. Drew was bleeding around the eye. Uh, but then Orton himself got cut at some point. Yeah, I didn't right, see exactly right at where. the top of like like where you're <laughs> right where, where uh where a wi where temple. a widow's peak would be. Yeah, the, right at the forehead. And then there, wait, it kept there, there was one point down. where uh, I think Drew McIntyre is down and uh, Randy Orton's in the corner, kind of like revving up for something. And uh, every time you can feel his like him exhale, a little bit of blood would push out, <laughs> and then it would kind of like it would get a little bit further down his nose. Then he would like exhale again, and then it would go a little bit further. I'm like, oh, I want to see where this goes. Yeah, well, it was a bloody bout, is what it was. Uh, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, Orton, he's looking for that RKO. He tries like 50 times, but keeps getting blocked. Uh, neither man ended up landing their finisher in this match. I don't think. No RKO, no, no RKO, punt. No punts. No Claymore. No Claymore. We got a Glasgow kiss at one point. We got Glasgow kiss. Drew locked in the figure four at one point. Uh, tribute to Ric Flair. In the ode to Flair, of course. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so at one point. Drew goes for the Claymore. Randy ducks it. He goes for an RKO, but Drew blocks that. Hits him with the backslide. Pins his shoulders down for the three. Drew retains. Drew, this uh, Drew retains, and for the first time of uh, of the entire evening, I said to myself, "Wow, I never saw that coming." Um, <laughs> I think that's when I think this is the part where Michael Cole said this it as was well. where Michael Cole said after the you pen. did You'll not see he that never coming. saw it coming and I to myself I was like oh shit if you made the entire tagline for the entire show based on that you you got me you worked me <laughs> you worked me uh, that's right I thought all momentum was going Ran Man on this one 
Um, and to see Drew train, I was really surprised. Yeah, uh, yeah, I thought Randy was, had a good chance to win this as well, but yeah, still a good match. I'm fine. Of course, I'm I mean fine. it's it's the it's, <laughs> the it's you know it's the physical intense battle you would expect uh, the two heavyweights fighting for the top prize would be, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, what's next for either of these two boys is I I, I have no idea. I don't know. Could uh, could something involve this next man? Because in between the main event here, we we get a hype video that lets us know Keith Lee is coming to Monday Night Raw. And I said to myself, I never saw that coming. Um, <laughs> for the second time of my night, uh, Keith Lee, uh, clearly his time on NXT was not meant to be long. No, he accomplished a lot in that short time. And af- you know? after his Royal Rumble performance... Uh, as brief as it was after his encounter with Brock Lesnar, we knew that the main roster was the show for him. Yeah, that's a future match. I'd love to see Brock versus Lee one on one. Brock Keith Lee one on one. Oh boy, <laughs> uh, you just you just booked it. Um, yeah, I never saw it coming, and it's gonna happen uh, later on Monday Night Raw. Yeah, we'll find out tonight just what he's what he's into. Uh, but it's the main event time. The Universal Championship, Braun Strowman defending against the Fiend, false count anywhere match. Uh, Just right off the bat, Fiend, uh, he gets a toolbox, he nails Braun with that. So uh, Braun tackles him through a barricade, slams him on the announce table, nails him with some stairs, hits a power slam, Fiend kicks out. And then uh, they fight up the ramp. And then they briefly fight backstage into the gorilla position. I, w- I was, I was, I, I was, I was like, oh shit, going to gorilla. I was yeah. waiting for like, where's Vince? Where's Vince? Where's, Vince? where's Trips? <laughs> I was hoping we could see the whole gang back together, but we saw yeah. nobody. Nobody was they oddly like, empty. Yeah, they, or they they were filming it in a way that I think like you could just see like on the outside of the screen you could see uh, like a desk chair. <laughs> like fuck, move, turn, <laughs> yeah. pan over a little bit. Yeah, but uh, we knew we knew it was gorilla, but. Uh, Anyways, they fight back to the ring. Ron Braun hits another power slam, but Fiend kicks out again. So Braun gets frustrated. He goes over to that toolbox, uh, grabs a box cutter out of it, and then he just starts cutting open the ring apron, ripping it all up, exposing the wood underneath. But the Fiend gets a hold of Braun. He hits him with two Sister Abigails onto that exposed hardwood, and the Fiend gets the win. Gets you universal gets champ. the win and new two time. Uh, right before this match started, Corey Graves uh, said on commentary, "I have it right here. Um, Hell is empty. The devils are here." Um, <laughs> that's a good and line. that's exactly it. The fiend entrance on this one too uh, was badass. It just brought me back to all. The, it brought me back to our SummerSlam. Yeah, fiend one year experience. ago. Yeah. Yeah, no, it looked great with the lasers and the extra. And such a cool. Because when the, they turn off the fans for the entrance, they have even more LEDs in the crowd. And it shit. was just every single LED was red or black. Yeah. Um, yeah. So <laughs> it was either on or off, I guess. And yeah, he comes down, and I, I love that theme song. I don't know the words, oh, yeah. so don't pull. Uh, don't don't ask Hurt, me that heel. next week in trivia. Okay. But uh, uh, hurt and heal. I know those two words. Those are part, um, yeah. And I got to say, uh, the match, however, though, I was pretty disappointed. Yeah, you know, it's Braun Strowman. He's he's limited. Yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be a... They, and they didn't have... It's going to be a Braun Strowman 12-minute thing. 
Yeah, and there wasn't shenanigans. There was no Alexa Bliss. No Alexa that was Bliss my biggest disappointment. Either. I was kind of. I thought I, at one point when he starts tearing up the middle of the ring, I'm thinking to myself, she's gonna be, she's gonna fucking pop up there and spray him with some dust or something, you know? And uh, yeah. No, uh, we also had no retribution whatsoever. They didn't. Well, I mean, you know, they. I think they have the wherewithal to not fuck with a pay per view. Like, we'll fuck with the date week to week shows, but this is a pay per view. Um, or my second question was, you know, with with the move over to the Thunderdome, do we think Fitz back? Because if he's back, <laughs> we know he wouldn't take any of that shit. Retribution would come up to him, and he'd be like, "Back of the line, you got to get to the back yeah. of the line like everybody else." Hey, lads. <laughs> Yeah. We'll play your goddamn music. <laughs> Just get to the back of the line. You don't tell me what to do. I'm fit, motherfucking Finley. Ah, uh, yes. So we didn't have Alexa. We didn't have Retribution. But as the Fiend is celebrating his title win, out of nowhere, Roman Reigns, you never saw it coming. He comes flying in with a big spear, beats the hell out of the Fiend. Then he goes outside, starts beating the shit out of Strowman, grabs a chair, just whacks him all around with it. Uh, then goes back in the ring, hits another spear on Bray. Uh, the big dog's back. Oh He's gone. my God, Mike! I did, I, did, I, did, I did, for the third time in <laughs> the night, I said to myself, "God damn it! I did not see that coming." I did not see this one coming for sure. Yes, Roman Reigns is back. He's got some new chompers. Uh, nice new set of teeth. He's got there. a nice new set of veneers <laughs> on him. You gotta love it. Uh, I uh, this is a new shirt. A new shirt. Wreck everyone and leave. This is by far, by far, the biggest Roman pop I've ever had. I popped. <laughs> I, po I was just sitting on the. There would have. I was just, uh, with I was just crowd, sitting on. I was just been. sitting on the couch. I popped so hard. I uh, yeah. yeah, and we've been, I've, I've been saying for like three weeks now, Mike and you. You can listen back on the last episode. I've been saying this whole time. Where's Roman? We need Roman. Yeah, we have we have been asking about Roman, and uh, you know maybe there was a reason there was no retribution here tonight. Maybe Roman is Roman the leader of retribution. And he said, "Hey guys, no, that could be get, that could be big. Let me do that this. Could be huge. This would be huge. It was almost like Mike, Mike. Thing, oh my God, all my fingers are crossed, my toes are crossed, <laughs> my arms are crossed, my neck is crossed. Your Nikki crossed. My Nikki was crossed. Are we, did we just see a heel Roman? I'm not gonna go that oh far. Oh my God, Mike. Oh my God. I'm not going that oh far. Oh my God. But I, I, we saw some. We saw some. Uh, oh my some God. Oh, it's everything tweener, I've ever wanted. Tweeners as far everything as I've ever wanted is like coming Until true. Until he if he confirms himself as retribution leader, then I'll. Oh my I'll God. Oh, if you, then you'll then you'll <laughs> take it. Heel Roman. I'll take it all the way. Heel Roman would be way. like the thing we've all want. We've been waiting for this whole time or something. There's a reason to boo you, like. To actually boo you, <laughs> and he looked, oh, and he looked, and to... he looked great too. Oh yeah, looked good. His beard was all His grown out. His beard was grown out, which of course, you know, in uh, in kayfabe, the the bigger the beard, the shittier the person. Uh, Tommaso <laughs> Ciampa, Daniel Bryan. Um, this is this is tried and true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, you know, and that's with the way they've been good at separating the brands now. So we're gonna have to wait till Friday to follow up with the uh, Roman Reigns. Yeah, I'm looking forward to uh the difference between how Monday Night Raw and SmackDown will look now that uh, you know, they're they're now that they have a larger production, now that they're at the Thunderdome. Yeah, they can uh yeah, they can do they can do more to separate them. Hopefully, we'll see. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. I'm really looking forward to that. And man, that was SummerSlam. Wait, yeah, hot ending. Hot e pretty those good show. Those last few matches kind of uh 
you know, I think Seth Rollins and onwards. The last four matches were really, really strong. On yeah, just cards. banger after banger. Yeah, really. Uh, yeah. Overall, pretty good weekend. Pretty great weekend. Yeah. Oh, man. We've had, I think, what? We had f- three title changes. Yeah. Uh, and, four uh, title changes. Yeah, including AEW. Exactly. Um... <laughs> uh, yeah, and one week we got payback, so get ready for that. Yeah, we'll have to see how that <laughs> unfolds. We know nothing except for Sasha and Bailey defending against To Be Determined. Against oh, To Be Determined, the most dangerous competitor of all, TBD, and that's the show. That's all, or at least that was the reviewing segment of the show. Mike, I've got a wrestler of the week. It's the wrestler of the week of the week. Wrestler of the week of the week of the. Wrestler of the week is Mike. Uh I uh, I could make three guesses. And I, you're gonna you can make three guesses and you'll you'll never get it. Never, well, never. Then, I guess not. <laughs> then it won't be. Then it won't be who I. Um, Mike, yeah, there was so much fantastic before. I mean, uh, yeah, Roman Reigns alone showing up uh, was enough to get me going. And sometimes that's all I need to get going. But uh, this week, my wrestler of the week is everybody involved in the WWE production team um, <laughs> moving their way over to the Amway Center, uh, trying things that the other sports are doing right now and making it a bit different. The show is going to continue to evolve, and there's a lot of great minds putting together that show. You know I always like to put over the production team. But I think this week, you ne- and with the lack of retribution fuckeries, it's maybe proven to me, hey, maybe this production team, they can stand up for themselves a little bit. You know, maybe Retribution <laughs> yeah. did come, and there was some sound guy there with a wrench who just kind of knocked up one, you know, knocked one upside <laughs> of that, um, and kept strong. And yeah, the, this production is going to keep getting better, and I'm really looking forward to it. It really, it, the difference between that and the PC right now is fucking night and day. Um, and we forgot what we had, and now it's back. Uh, WWE live productions, and uh, <laughs> and and that's it. You're my wrestler of the week. All right. Long live the Thunderdome. Thunder. But, uh, all right. Yes, we had some good options this week. We had the big return of Roman, a top moment. We had some great debuts on back-to-back nights, both Pat McAfee and Dominic Mysterio showing in their very first matches as they can go. And you know what? I'm going to give it to Dominic Mysterio. I just, yeah, he did great, great match, good story, good selling, good everything. Dominic Mysterio to come in to skip over the entire NXT world, the Indies world, to come up straight and legitimately have your first professional match at SummerSlam. Uh, that's such a tall order, and you know he and he pulled it off. You got to give the kid thumbs up. Yeah, and maybe the payback is we get that tag match next Sunday, Murphy Rollins versus Ray and Dominic. that could be it. Why not? That sounds like payback to me. You know, I mean, yeah. well, and now that Dominic Mysterio is a signed, you know, a contractually signed member of yeah. uh, WWE, who knows? the The list could be endless. Yeah, we'll see. We got uh, two shows to book that pay per view. So, <laughs> Great. We have like five days to book an entire pay per view. <laughs> We're clearly trying to get every penny penny out of this Amway Center. Uh, I wonder what Why the not? lease is. I heard it was four hundred fifty thousand for how for a, for a month. 
for a couple months. That's nothing. What's that? I heard it's a really good deal. I heard it's a very good deal. That's nothing. Industry wide. I think uh I think the NBA bubble is costing the league hundred and fifty million. So uh, yeah. so there's third so, so that's Disney. So World. there's your perspective. Oh, I guess it does cost a lot to stay at Disney. <laughs> um and that's the podcast, folks. Um that was a great week. That was another great week of uh just oh, so much reviewing of stuff. And we'll have another show, hopefully, yeah, definitely before payback comes out. Yeah, I guess uh yeah, we'll try to do another show. We'll have the Wednesday night and raw and follow up with shit. And we'll follow up with everything leading up to Bayback. Remember to rate, review, like, and subscribe to the podcast. Um, Mike, that's all for me. Do you got anything else you want to say to the kids at home? Mm, That's everything. That is everything. Okay, take care, folks. Bye.